in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, November 14th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you live on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We are hitting you, as always, from the UofL College of Business Studios. If you want to get your MBA and find out what it feels like to be paid in the process, or feel like you're getting paid in the process, go to business.louisville.edu for more information. We have lots to get to today. TK, I'm going to need you to check your, your direct messages on Twitter real quickly for the uh, before we do what we're going to start the show with, uh, because we've got, obviously, reaction from Slide the week. Slide into my DM? Slide in your DMs. All right. I need you to play that in just, uh, just a second here. We've got uh, reaction from the weekend. Not great. Had better Monday shows. Had happier Monday shows. Uh, we'll react to the loss to Wright State. We'll react to the loss to Clemson. Women's basketball, though, is a dub. Uh, but we have to start today. We're on a little bit earlier. Lions won. Lions did win. I wasn't going to bring it up, but that's... You know, Two in a row, baby. You know, we, we, Kings of the North, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Minnesota Non-Minnesota Kings of the North, watch, kind of. Watch over your shoulder, Vikings. We had them beaten the first time we played them. Not so much the second, but that's okay. But uh, we, we start today, and we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but we feel like we owe it. The, the DJ Wagner saga has been... A part of our DNA since basically our inception. You know, we've been on the air for a little bit over a year. DJ Wagner has been talked about since then. Certainly, the, that talk ratcheted up a notch when it was becoming apparent there was going to be a parting of ways between Louisville and Chris Mack, and Kenny Payne was the likely successor. And then, you know, Milt Wagner's going to get hired. Is he not going to get hired? He does get hired. Are we going to get him? And so, for a long period of time this summer, we would have daily updates on the DJ Wagner saga because it was interesting. And then. After a little bit, it was like, uh, it's suddenly it's not interesting anymore. He's just going to go to Kentucky. And then we kind of stopped. But today, we have our final DJ Wagner update of the day, which means, I, t- I said we're going to find one. What is this? Oh, that's my music playing. Yeah, your music's playing over. We have, we, we have, I, I said we try to find a slowed down version. You know, when they do the sad music when a player gets hurt on uh, Fox football. So we have a different... Here we go. For the last time, it's time for your DJ Wagner update of the day. DJ Wagner, where's DJ going to go? To Swagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. It seems 
pretty likely it's not going to be with Grandpa DJ Wagner. He Wagner. ruined Thanksgiving. He ruined Thanksgiving. DJ Wagner. I'll miss making up these lines as we Gardner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Just don't dap him up after the game. Kenny and Mill Wagner, Thanks DJ Wagner. Don't look cloud smallpox on my seas. All right. Final DJ Wagner update of the day. For the day. Because he's set, he set last DJ Wagner update of the day, Pierre. Ever. He set the date. We found it over the weekend that you know, we heard last week it's going to be sometime next week. We find out over the weekend it's going to be today. And then we find out earlier today that it's going to be a 3 o'clock announcement. They don't do it. No sort of gigantic press conference. No sports center break-in. No ESPN TV coverage. No, like, you know, faking the hat and, like, F you, Grandpa, I'm going to UK. Like, n- nothing like that. That didn't happen. <laughs> I would at least appreciate that a little more. I, thought, I, mean. I, I was talking with Troy and, and intern Patrick <laughs> before you came in. Did we try like the the mom side of the family at all in this? Like like what, what's his other grandpa doing? Could we've gotten him on staff. Could that have worked out? But uh, the, not have an uncle or something, a sister. I mean, he, there had to have been a family member that could have could have changed this. But we maybe just got the wrong one. But Gigi uh, Wagner set his commitment date for three o'clock today, and ESPN just broke it with a with a tweet. They said they're going to do it on the social media channels. And not even on the TV. Not even on the TV. We came in. We came in and interrupt the slaps talking about something generic for thirty seconds. That's how much nobody cares about this. It's not even news. Why are we even talking about it? And I, I say all this because, of course, DJ Wagner has now officially committed to Penn State. You know, it's a, it's the University of Kentucky. He's hey, he's not that good anyway. He's gonna be a Wildcat. He did. I was I was shocked to see that he had taken four visits in his entire uh, recruitment. One of them, two of them were, were officials to Kentucky. One of them was an official to Memphis. And the only other visit was an unofficial to Penn State. And I was like, damn, Neely been to I mean, she She's <laughs> absolutely like just a, she's an assassin. She moves in, in silence. She makes plays behind the scenes. Who she is just, Penn State's basketball coach? It's his first year. It's something, Micah Shrewberry, I think is his last name. Okay. Check that on me. I, I'm pretty sure. Micah Sh- I mean, they've been to the play- Shrewsbury. They've been to the playoffs like when, they haven't been to the tournament once in like 22 years or something. Um, they had a team. They had a good team with Tim Frazier well, on it. Their best team was during the COVID year. They, they, were, make, yeah. they were going to snap like the longest streak. That was Frazier's for- senior year, wasn't it? I think, or was he already gone by then? He was gone by then. In 2020 yeah. is when DJ took his visit there. There you go. That's when. That's when they were. Yeah, they had a, they had a guard that team on that team that was good. I remember, but I just can't remember. Yeah, they did. And maybe the Frazier team was like eighteen and sixteen or something. They didn't get in or something like that. I yeah, know. I mean they. Yeah, he. They, they've been. They were okay for a while there, but it was time to. It was time to make a move because, I think for a while there, Conroy had been the longest tenured coach in like the history of power five to not lose a job but not make an ncaa tournament one time because they were they weren't ever horrible but they weren't ever good right yeah then they keep their they were always like 10 to 14 wins type thing yeah pretty much yeah just keeping it relevant keeping it relevant but uh dj wagner not going to play there yeah they got a visit from dj wagner and we and didn't, we didn't. Uh, he is uh i said i meant pat chambers who i was thinking of, not, not conroy but uh i was wondering that too but okay dj wagner goes to to uk ending the saga it, it feels like a, a chapter of the show's history is coming to an end. and A sad end. The, the, the fever dream that I had. This is Han getting killed by his kid and everything. The fever dream that I had back in the spring that I said, like, my worst fear. We hire Milt. We hire Kenny Payne. We still don't get DJ Wagner. 
he drops like 30 on us in the Yum Center, and they're like laughing it up with him and like dapping him after the game. Like that's now becoming because I, I don't know if you've been seeing it. Kenny Payne smiles a lot after losses. Apparently, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see. Like I, I said, I was, I was like, you know, if we lose him, there are reasons to be. It, it can be excused. It can be, you know, UK was in on him way before. He's got the relationship with Calipari and all that stuff, and that's okay. But we got to get a class that is still top ten, top five, good. And you, you can't be buddy buddy with him when he comes to the Yum Center. Like this, mm, yeah. this man chose not to play for your program. He may be literally family. On that day, he's not. He's the enemy. If they come in here and beat us, I don't want to see any of that stuff. I don't want to see the, you know, Lamar Thomas when he's, like, helping Lamar Jackson and being buddy-buddy with him after he, he just got into a fight with the whole U.K. team. And UofL's up 41-17 to 17 on U.K. That didn't sit well with U.K. fans. didn't sit well with U.K. players. It should not sit well with us if it happens. But we're now a step closer to that to that happening. Uh, the saga's over. DJ Wagner. That guy, the Shaw guy who said that it was 95% sure that he was going to Louisville and a commitment was imminent. Guess what? He was wrong. He was wrong. He changed it. He left 5% out there. He did. Kenny Payne does seem like the guy that, like, what's, what's the line in the Bernicolet song? I'm the kind of guy to laugh at a funeral. Like, I just I could see him doing that. Thanks. <laughs> what, 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 what if DJ Wagner comes out and was like, it came down to that game against Wright State. <laughs> gonna, he, we Louisville wins that game. I'm making the, I'm picking, I'm picking the cards. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let fate decide. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we came on the air like a, a few minutes early today to try to be here for the announcement. Like, like Troy, our boss, was like, we, you want to go on at like two thirty? And I was like, Troy, he's he's going to UK. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. if We need thirty minutes of pre pre show coverage for announcement. There, he's like, he's like, he may go to the G League. I'm like, he might. You know, I'm. I'm I might announce my commitment to UK too, but like, like I might get up earlier than two. There's only so much fun we can have with the DJ Wagner stuff, and it's at the end of the day, it winds up being a disappointing conclusion. Although it's not like when Kenny Payne first got hired, and then especially in the early summer when there's this, this flip flopping between predictions for UK and predictions for U of L. I think I said, I know I said it on the podcast a few times, but I, I'm almost positive I said it on the show a few times as well. Like whoever doesn't get DJ Wagner. It's going to be, you know, pitches and, t- and, and <laughs> pitches, uh, torches and pitchforks, like all over the place. Like well, people are going to be, be pitchers out there. You don't know that. There might be some pitchers thrown too. It's going to be like, you know, people up in arms, people, beca- people angry because on one hand it could be John Calipari slipping. Like this is just the latest sign. Louisville's coming. It's your rival coming up. And on the other, it could be, we hired Kenny Payne. He had no coaching experience, but we thought he was going to get all these players and he didn't get it. And at the end of the day, the stakes while still high. I don't think we're quite as high as I thought they were going to wind up being because Calipari, even if he'd lost E.J. Wagner, is going to have a his best class in some time. And then with Louisville, I think, I guess the fan base maybe has a has been more patient, at least a segment of them, with Kenny Payne and, and more willing to excuse things than I thought they were going to be eventually. Now that's clearly changing with with every loss, but for right now, I think the, the people who we're saying like, hey, Wagner's going to come here if you get Kenny Payne. It's a package deal. Like, let's get DJ Wagner. Let's get going. Suddenly, for the last few months, have kind of been like, well, we don't need him. He's not that good. I think that the the rest of my the rest of mine and ease for the, the those that were assuming that hiring Kenny Payne came with DJ Wagner. And there was, I think, a large majority of those. A lot of people that, thought it for sure. That oh, you know, I don't know about this Kenny Payne hire. Well, we're getting DJ Wagner with it, so you know, it comes with a bonus. It's you know, you know, you got you got to work the, you got to work on Christmas Day, but you get paid time and a half. So. There, there's a perk to it, I guess. But you know, when DJ not coming in, I think the, I think we kind of rested some of that uh, t- 
attention was when A.J. Johnson's name came up. And some other, you started seeing a couple other five-star names. Now, they haven't committed yet, but they were there. You, that's, I mean, we, and you, I know we've talked about this till we're both red in the face because I don't want to be blue. Is that, you know, if you don't get one of those guys for next year, then, then you start seeing some, some angry mobs on Twitter. Yeah, I mean. Because now you've lost, like, I mean, you, you know what? It doesn't have to be A.J. Johnson for the most part. It's got to be a five-star guy. You got to have that five star guy. Does it, am I saying for me personally? Maybe not. But I think for a majority of the fan base, you need to do it. If you're going to keep slowly improving the the product on the court as slow as you are right now. I, I mean. We were 0 2, buddy. We are. and I'm still one game behind EMU. I'm surprised that. I mean, I, I guess I didn't foresee. The, the three months within the fan base playing out the way that they did back in the summer. like I thought people were going to be a little bit more upset when DJ started slipping away. Maybe it's because it it happened so quickly and it was so absolute. I mean, some people still were holding out to hope, but for the most part, nationally, they let you know. Like, Louisville wasn't... I mean, we never even got him on campus. He never even took a visit here. It's been a done deal for a while, so this wasn't like a sudden thing. And then, you know, Louisville fans turned their attention quickly to A.J. Johnson's and some other guys. I don't even know if we were really in the competition, were we? It doesn't feel like it. He's doing a name in there. Was that like his gift to Grandpa? I feel like the like the national people are more kind of caught, hung up on this than, than the local people are. Like, I, I said it on air before. I got a text from when it was becoming clear a couple months ago that the U.K. had won this battle and they were going to land D.J. Wagner. A national college basketball guy sent me a text and said, why do you hire Kenny Payne if you're not going to get D.J. Wagner? And... I, I mean, we didn't hire Kenny Payne to get DJ Wagner. We hired him to get players like DJ Wagner. It was just seemed like a logical thought that we would have a, the inside track on Wagner if we hired somebody who is, you know, BFS with his grandpa and then hired his actual grandpa a few months later. And that didn't happen. It was disappointing. But at the same time, like my big fear this whole time, even when everybody nationally was switching their picks, John Calipari remained confident the entire time. And he told, I mean, Again, I've repeated this on air before it became like a, a public thing. He was telling the people closest to him, even when we hired Milt, even when Kenny was first hired, like, I think the exact quote was, they can hire every Wagner family member. He's coming to UK. He's coming to Lexington. He's going to play for me. And he never changed that. And that wasn't the case. We've seen, we've seen Calipari have the inside track on number one players, number two players, multiple times the last five, six years, and then losing them in the last second because something happens. I mean, they were going to get James Wiseman. Kenny gets hired at Memphis, they lose him. They were going to get Cade Cunningham. Cunningham's brother gets hired as an assistant Oklahoma State. They lose him. They were, you know, they, they thought for a while they were going to get Zion. Everybody starts offering Zion crazy stuff. They don't get him. Um, the, the kid who ends up going to, to Oregon, they had him. Something happens. Family member gets a job. They lose him. This time, the something that happens is Kenny Payne gets hired at Louisville, and John Calipari tells everybody, doesn't matter. He's going here. So that always gave me a little bit of pause. That always gave me reason to think, you know, Calipari does not go all in if he doesn't know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's getting a kid. And he certainly acted like it. And at the end of the day, he was right. They they land DJ Wagner. I don't think, I don't think it came down to, and this is going to become a storyline, you know, Kenny Payne didn't go to Spain to watch him play. John Calipari did. I think what we're going to find out if, you know, if anybody ever tells the real story of the DJ Wagner recruitment, because at that time it seemed like. Can't wait for that A&E movie. I'll never watch that. <laughs> Starring Valley Bur- Valerie Burton. I'll never watch it. It's Mrs. Calipari. <laughs> it seemed at the time, because of the way that the recruiting guys were writing their stories, like Louisville had all the momentum at that time. We hired Milt. Everybody's 
changing their crystal ball projections. People are just outright lying and saying he's going to commit to Louisville in two months. It's going to happen. He's going to commit to Louisville at Peach Jam. And then while all that's happening, he goes abroad with the USA under-18 team, and Cal Perry goes and visits him. Nolan Smith goes over there, but Kenny Payne does not. And when he comes back, there's all this talk that everybody thinks he's going to go to UK. My belief is that he's he was always going to go to UK. And Kenny Payne probably doesn't go to Spain because he knows that, that DJ Wagner is going to go to UK. And it took the writers, the recruiting guys, who are, are kind of spinning this narrative, to go over there and hear it firsthand from the other coaches and the other people that are in recruiting circles over there saying, hey, Cal's telling everybody the kid's coming, and Cal doesn't miss in those situations. He just doesn't make stuff up. And that's when the narrative started shifting back to, I don't know, UK's got the inside track. I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think it was Cal went to Spain and changed everything by doing something while Kenny Payne wasn't there. I think it was just everybody already knew he was going to go to UK, and the whole flip-flop narrative was kind of a false one. Could be wrong. It would have been nice, though. It would have been cool. It would have been more fun. <laughs> now, can we get A.J. Johnson? Can we save this? Can we rectify this? Can we Can we get our five-star guard who's, who's still out there? C? There is none. I mean, at this point. It's, I mean, we all know A is better than D, though. We've established that. He needs to get A.J. Johnson. And he's going to have to beat out Texas to do it, which is no small task. But we'll see. 502 414. I wouldn't say small. We'll use the word cheap. Yeah, no cheap, no small, no. It's, <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Any way you want to want, want to phrase it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take your text from uh, from now until 6 o'clock as they already are just filling up. You can tell it's a Monday after a bad weekend when the text line is just... I mean, is, this, is, there, is there more down Monday than today? It's bad. It's not great. Have we had a more... It's I mean, not ideal. I mean, this is like all three. Like, you know how they say celebrity deaths come in three? I mean, we got three of them today. We got the basketball and football game from Saturday. We got DJ Wagner now. I mean, I guess the only positives are on the pro side. Your win and, and we will and my team will win tonight. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it was it was it was a somewhat. De- How was the fifteen year old birthday party? It was fun. Okay, it was fun. We had Napier Gossi was great on Friday night. Okay, yeah, he killed it. Did he mention Bellerman? He didn't. Thank God. Oh, because I thought the way the game was going on Saturday, he must have like did a whole the whole like five minutes on it. No, he he refrained, which was nice. His, his two openers, the openers usually suck at, at like comedy shows. His two yeah. openers were really good too, which is very rare. Um, so that was fun, and then he he killed it. I heard from people who went on Thursday because it was all new material. People right. who went the night before who were like, he was really, really good. I think you'll like it. And sure enough, like Friday, he, he crushed it. So that like, was a lot of did fun. Did he do like an hour, 90 minutes? He was on for about an hour. Okay. I can see that. I mean, it's about it's usually that's what usually they do. Routine. Yeah, 90 the minutes. only one that I've seen, the only time I've been to a show where I felt like I, we didn't get a fair shake was Jerry Seinfeld. You could tell he was just kind of like, it's a Louisville show. I'm like pretty much retired anyway. Emotions. I'm going like, to do 45. He, he like, usually always does a Q&A session afterwards. And he didn't even do that. He just like, kind of walked off and everybody was like, well, that sucked. What, what does the Seinfeld ticket cost? It was pretty expensive. I would imagine. I would think at least that's going to be close to 100 I want to say it was about 100 bucks. Yeah. When he came here. If that's the case, then you should definitely, nothing less than 60 minutes. Like, you got you got to be, I mean, that's like going to a concert and they, they play for like an hour. Like you always should get more than an hour from a concert, regardless of the opening band length or not. And if there's no opening band, then you need to go at least two hours, if not more. Agreed. He, yeah, Bergazzi was great. Saturday night, my, after the Clemson game, the... The birthday party. Birthday party. My youngest nephew turned, who's at St. X, turned 15. Uh, and it was fun. Nice. The, the kids were, our, our kids are, because you know, now my brother's got three grown kids that are all in high school, and we've got the babies. And so, like, the babies get all the attention now when we go oh, there, which is fun. Yeah. Um, so then we had that going on. Then Sunday, we had to get ready for Mary's big work trip, which now, I mean, well, I'm, I remember I'm Sunday, in full-on survival mode over here. Now, you remember Friday, we were discussing, I asked you what you were doing on Sunday, and you had no remembrance. You're like, 
there's something I'm supposed to be doing, but I was wrong. There was oh, there wasn't anything. No, it was it was basically just Mary trying to get the house and like herself ready to leave for oh, well, that's Orlando. Good. This I'm morning. glad you didn't forget anything important. Then. Yeah, we ran around a little bit, like doing some some last second stuff we had to get shopping wise. But for the most part, yeah, it was just preparing to leave me alone with these two hooligan children. And are you on your own now? I'm on my own. It's for until Thursday mid morning. It's just me with the kids. This is survival mode. This is, need, I'm, I'm fighting tooth and nail. Do you need to borrow Patrick? I, may Patrick may come over to the house. He may help out a little bit. We'll bring him over. But uh, so far, so good. Virginia got to school safely, got home safely. Everything was okay. Okay. John, uh, John's, John's still there. When I left, he was screaming bloody murder, and the, the two girls were, were kind of going at it a little bit. And I was like, I got to leave. Got to go to work. Gotta, gotta, they gotta, need me in early. Shoot these commercials. DJ Wagner Day. Sorry. It's DJ Wagner Day. You'll understand. DJ Wagner Day. But so that was Sorry, going on. I can't help you out. So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm assuming tonight. I'm dealing with a lot of bleep. I'm over assuming here. we'll be getting home late tonight because you know it's DJ Wagner Day. No, unfortunately, yeah, like, we got to go late tonight. We're go- we're gonna be on there till at least eight. Can't do that, unfortunately. You so go sneak in a movie. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's it's gonna be rough, but we'll we'll make it through. And speaking of rough, but how how was your nephew's birthday? It, was, it wasn't ruined by the St. Nexus season coming to an end, was it? No, he was fine. Good. Yeah, he was he was good. We did have uh, Patrick's here today. We did, we also should mention. I mean Trey. His brother kind of goes viral on Friday night. Yes. He's the, if you've seen the clip of Manuel scoring the, the last-minute touchdown to pull almost even with Bullet East, but with the via the left tackle pass, that's our boy, uh, Trey Ryan, throwing the pass. Looks like it gets picked, goes right through the guy's hands. It's beautiful. For a score. Manuel goes for two in the win, just like Mail did against San X. Unfortunately, unlike Mail, they uh, could not convert, and their season comes to an end with What's a loss to Bullet East. <laughs> Has Trey picked himself up off the mat? Does going viral help? Seeing think, your, your high school I football career. I think it career. did help a I'm little sure it bit. Did. I mean, he did pretty much the game-tying touchdown. Yeah, it was the game-tying I mean, touchdown. How much time was on the clock when he threw that? 30 seconds. Yeah, it was late. I mean, that's a ballsy to call that. Fourth and five. Yeah, It was fourth down? Yep. Man. Yeah, nuts. Cause we now got, I'm just really – I mean – Because we scored with a minute and a half left, went for two and got it, took a, took a one-point lead. They returned the ensuing kickoff. They go for two and get it, so they push their lead back to seven. It's like watching Friday Night Lights. And then uh, we get it. We have no timeouts. We run the ball. Well, we we return the kickoff to about the uh, about the other 45. So we got a pretty short field, minute and a half left to go score, probably minute 20. We run the ball. Everybody's like, why are we running the ball? We run the ball again. Everybody's like, why are we running the ball? I was. We spike it on third down with 30 seconds left. I know what's coming because Trey kind of he, – he signaled to me that he, he was going to throw the ball, and I, I know this plays in the playbook. Uh, we tried it against Central. We've seen this play before. This is not the first time they've run it. It's not. We actually ran it against Mayo, and there was a dude on top of Trey before he even caught it, and Trey didn't catch it, and then the uh, it was a fumble, and Mayo got the ball back. Anyway, the uh, I know it's coming, so I'm ready. I'm on the phone with our running back who left the game in the first quarter – because with a head injury, who was our best player all year, we would have won if we had him. Mm. But Is that Washburn? Washburn. Oh, he got hurt. Left after the first drive. And then I'm on the phone with him. Pass goes over to Trey. The QB gets hit as he as he throws the lateral. He watched the rest of the play from his butt. He isn't even in on the two-point conversion. But, yeah, I saw it go right through the kid's hands. It, it ended up on the WHAS angle. It looked, I think the kid tips it. I couldn't tell. I saw the first time I watched it. I thought he picked it off. I yeah, did too. Yeah, that kid's uh, not a DB. He's actually their best wide receiver. He's like 
one like almost leads the state in receiving yards. I think the the Twitter the, the Twitter video on Twitter you all sent me that looked like he got it looked got picked up. I clearly knew it didn't from reading the caption. But like I think I sent you the video off of one of the news channels. That's the one where it looks like it gets tipped. Yeah, that was the end zone view. That that it's a little bit more clear that you can. It's, yeah. it goes kind of through his hands. I, I mean, my only question is why is why is Trey not playing quarterback all year long? Yeah, same. I think it's up to like over three hundred thousand views on on uh, the Max Preps Instagram. Forty was quote tweeting it. Uh, got some got some big quote tweets. It got up to like thirty thousand views on Twitter. It's a nice little. It cushions the blow a little bit. Cushions what the you're blow. Saying. Uh, meanwhile, the rival, Jet, number two. Yeah, the rival takes down San X. Jeff Ramsey. Similar thing happened to his son. Yeah, he, that's he right. sent my dad a text. We the, the best part about that when Ramsey Jake hits the hit the he was the kid who hit the full court shot for Ballard to send the game to overtime against Trinity in the the region. What year was that? About 2014. I think it was 2015, 2016. Because I was on the the radio with John. Okay. And I texted John that night. And I was like, Oh my God, Jake! And he's like, What? <laughs> and, and like, I had no idea that his nephew had gone like viral all over the world about this crazy shot. Uh, but it was a that was a nuts thing. We actually had him on the show to talk about it. Um, it was very very cool. But yeah, the the viral the viral video definitely. I think it cushions the blow of the last high school game. Well, good. That's, the Jake Ramsey, Trey Ryan. At least that happened. So that that was that was good. Uh, we got plenty to get to today outside of I DJ Wagner stuff and, quarterback time. and Trey Ryan stuff. We, we have to react to Saturday's loss to Clemson and Saturday's loss to Wright State. We also, you know, it wasn't all bad this weekend. We had, you know, women's, vo- women's volleyball team winning, women's basketball team winning. Yeah, but that just comes with the norm. Men's soccer team still dancing. Well, yeah. we can talk about that stuff. But the main topic of discussions will be things we'd rather not be talking about. We thought this would be potentially a celebratory show. Kenny Payne and company get right. Uh, we, I mean, we didn't know D.J. Wagner was going to commit, but if we had, we would have known that that wasn't going we to go We should have known he was going to be premature. It was the same thing with the mob. What did Mark Bradshaw do? I mean, he was like, Aaron, uh, Aaron. who cares? He, he was like, he was <laughs> guaranteed that he's going to go for like 40 or 20 <laughs> yeah. against us too. I mean, that was a given regardless. He did he announce, his announcement was supposed to be like today and he announced two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for D.J. Well, he was originally like, supposed to be in, the peach jam and yeah. then it was going to be like today and then he went in between split the difference yeah so then right as soon as he committed uh so dj on, doing it early so there'd be no shock right at th- right as soon as he committed on three made him the number one player in their in the country in their rankings oh they did yeah oh that's hilarious Who, dj aaron uh now bradshaw also like he he was a news dump though out of nowhere wasn't he like a friday at five or no it was after we went off the air so it had been six I, did it. I know we weren't on the air because I remember getting home and seeing it on the social media and being like, yeah, okay. It, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, I, I tell you what, let's, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk. We'll get into the Clemson game first. We'll talk, obviously, about the, the right state loss in basketball as well, the fallout from that. Uh, it's coming your way next. 502-414-1450. Many of you have already shared your thoughts on a number of things. We'll get to those as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It's going to continue next here on 1450 The Big X. Second hand 
Except for the first one, that was Patrick. I will be waiting time after time. You gotta, you gotta emphasize that waiting. Right yeah, there. it's good. Um, yeah, these are these are Trevor's songs. They do when he gets broke. We get stuff. This is one of my go-to's. Do you think about anybody specifically who's, who's there for you time yeah, after time? Okay. Well, is yeah. this about weed? <laughs> I was thinking movies and TV. <laughs> like you, you're there for me, cable box. My VCR. I call her Sony. I mean, I'll say this is just a good song. Oh, that's a good song. It's just a good song. Welcome back in. Opera was on a roll in the eighties. She was. But welcome back into the Mike Rutherford Show. Here it's Monday, November fourteenth. We're reacting. We, we went a little bit of a curveball with the DJ Wagner news breaking right at three. Now we're going to react to what uh, you know we we're going to react to all along, which was what happened on Saturday. There have been four times via Kelly Dickey at Real Card Game on Twitter in Louisville sports history where the men's basketball team. And the football team have lost on the same day. The first time happened in like 1960-something. 63. 63, thank you. The last time it was November of 2002. The last time after that it was November of, of 2012. And then Saturday. And the November of 2012 one I remember vividly. It was the football team had started 9-0. Yeah, we, we lost. Yeah, we lost to Syracuse. Got hammered by Syracuse. And then on this particular Saturday, we lost in either double or triple overtime to UConn. A bad UConn team at home. And then that night... Louisville without Gordy Zhang loses to Duke in the Battle for Atlantis title game. That was, we call, I remember calling it Black Saturday on Card Chronicle. This was maybe not as dark just because the stakes didn't feel as high. The football mm. team or men's basketball team, neither one are as good. It didn't mean it didn't hurt a lot. The basketball loss happens, and it's, uh, we'll get there, most brutal uh, fashion. You know, it's worse. I had to watch it on the ESPN stream. Yeah. And, like, Every few plays, it would get so blurry. I couldn't even tell who was who. Well, that's... Oh, it's, oh you have no idea. No, there's, the only thing that makes losing a game worse is just not being able to actually watch it clearly and getting just so... Oh, I was getting so aggravated. But I do want to start with football just because I think, one, it was the more significant game of the weekend. It was... We, we had more high for it. It meant more to the overall season. And two, I think it's also the game that people are maybe... the. Like less mad about does that does that feel right? I don't know. I guess. I, I mean, think the reaction to the Clemson football game has been. And you know, I, you probably am. Yeah. I don't know what your take was, and we'll hear that in just a second. The universal reaction, I think, from from Louisville fans that I've seen has been pretty much the same, which is obviously like we're not happy about going down there in a game where we're an underdog by seven points and feel like we have a live shot to finally beat these guys, and we ended up losing by fifteen, but. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. The team competed pretty well. The defense did what we thought they were going to do, which was keep the offense in the game. The offense could not take advantage, and Malik getting hurt and, and basically being hurt from the start of the game didn't help as, as, as well. But the calls had an effect. I don't think they cost the game. Let me say that. Can I do the thing real quick? Bad calls on both sides. <laughs> Didn't cost us the game, but we got absolutely screwed by the ACC refs again in a game at Death Valley. It happens. See, I didn't see Willie Willie Shipley's head being yanked back by five yards in a no call. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) it was – there was a certain point where right after we got called for the face mask and then we had that play where Jordan's head almost is is turned around. Like, 
I, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you you have the, you have the crazy laser vision to see the the face mask on our guy through like a, a pile of seventeen dudes in the line of scrimmage, and yet the most blatant face mask of all time? No, no idea. Can't, haven't seen anything. But th- that happened. It was bad. But I think overall, like this was kind of the game that, that I mean, you know, we, we talked about potentially having. I said I thought Clemson was going to win. I thought it would be their ahead. They wind up pulling. I, I thought we'd keep it a little bit closer and be more in striking distance. But it never felt like we were totally out of it and so that, that touchdown that put them ahead by three scores. It felt like we had a shot because the defense was playing so well. We just, when we don't have Malik Cunningham playing better or being healthy or Brock Doman coming in and being more of a, yeah, I don't know, a little bit better than he was. And he was not bad. He made some plays and kept us kept kept the game honest for a while. But if the offense isn't going to click, we've got no shot against a team like Clemson. You can't expect to hold Clemson to, you know, 15 points like you did last year. You got lucky last year to hold them to 30. And most of the game they were in the teens. They, they hadn't, their offense was bad last year. But with that defense, with all the stars they have on that field – the offense has to be doing something. You have to be running the ball on them, especially when they looked so vulnerable against the run last week against Notre Dame. And outside of a, a couple of big hitters, we couldn't do that. I mean, Ty Evans never really got loose. The one time he got out in the open field, he fumbled. Jawar Jordan had a big run on third he down. He did. It was, it, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, it was, what, it was like an 11-yard touchdown or so? 16. 16. But that was nice. We enjoyed yeah. that. That was our best my best offensive play of the game. But the offensive line, let's just say it, was... Kind of, kind of manhandled in, in the trenches by Clemson, which is nothing to scoff at. they got a bunch of dudes who are going to be playing on Sunday. Yeah, they've got three guys that probably might go in the first round of next year. This is what Clemson does. And, but they couldn't protect Malik on, on pass plays or Brock on pass plays. They couldn't create consistent holes for the running game. And when that's going to happen, like you don't have much of a shot. I thought we played as hard as we could. I thought we fought as hard as we could. It's just as simple as Clemson's a, I mean, this, we knew this going in. Clemson is a stronger team, a stronger program right now than we are. And unless we get a bunch of turnovers, and we got three, and a couple of, of huge breaks, then you're not going to beat them. And the, the break that changed everything is we're down 10 7, three minutes to go in the first half. We get what looked like it was going to be our second turnover of the game. Shipley fumbles. All Keytrail Clark has to do is fall on the ball, and we've got it at, I think, the 23 yard line of, 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 uh, on their end. Squirts out from underneath them. They wind up turning that fumble into a five-yard gain. They get the absolute biggest BS pass interference call I've seen in my life yeah, ten minutes later. Man. And then they score a touchdown to go up 17-7. So you're looking at either, like us, when you have the ball at the 25, you're thinking, field goal at the, at the worst. James Turner, that's his range. He's automatic from inside 30, basically. So worst-case scenario, we're it's 10-10 at halftime, and we get the ball start the second half. Best-case scenario, we're up 14-10 to at halftime, and we get the ball start the second half. Instead... We're down two scores, and they've got all the momentum in the world. That, to me, I, you know, it's one of those plays where you're like, that's a moment. If you're going to beat a team like Clemson, you've absolutely got to make that simple play. We didn't do it. I thought it turned the game a little bit. And then from that point forward, it was just, it went the way you kind of thought it was going to go. I feel like we just went with the motions. I mean, like, I understand we weren't out of the game going to the second half, but, you know, after the Malik injury, and not that you don't have somewhat, you know, trust in Brock, because we, you know, this isn't Virginia's defense, but home or away, but this, you know, you had maybe hoped that Brock could be a little bit, but you can't, you can't nail it. When they went up 24 seven, you get, you get, you get jumped over by a white dude for a touchdown. And then two dudes run into each other. That, yeah. that was like a, it felt like a highlight from a movie with bad, like football. I mean, yeah, that's just, I mean, it's, it's bad enough to get a leap. I mean, come on, dude, the guy that, that looks like he's in an Abercrombie commercial. I mean, it's no, I mean, it's not gonna, 
And that twenty four seven was or that was way early in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was like twelve thirteen minutes ago. Like I don't know why I just felt like I, I'm watching the game. I'm into the game, but like a part of me just felt like the game was over right there. Yeah, like it just it like even even like defensively we were playing well, but like the offense just I, I had I just I didn't have any hope. And then when you settle for a field goal, which I know you need to put points on the board, I get that, but in some cases like you had to scratch and claw to almost get down to field goal range, and you can't you you got to go for I, I mean I just go I mean it wouldn't have mattered anyway I mean but you're going for it in the last you know seconds of the game itself till there's zeros on the clock, go for it here too. But I don't know. Like you said, when it was 24 seven, like I didn't, I don't know. I mean, almost like I was just like, I was kind of like the, your tweet. I was very dead inside. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm upset. We're going to lose this game more upset that I'm not even going to cover the 13 and a half. I got on an early game. I was just line. about to say, you thought the game was over <laughs> when Will Shipley jumped the dude. I'll tell you when I thought it was over. When I found out you put money on Louisville in a football game. It was a week ago because I got an early bet, and I was mad about it a week you ago. Are. You are. You threw the vibes off from day one. You sent me the, uh, the, the basically the Billy Madison. You ruined it. I was like, you wanker! You, you just you ruined everything. <laughs> you just called me a wanker. I was just thinking of the the clip from Notting Hill. <laughs> That's great. That's great. First of all, I, I didn't know we were allowed to use that on the air. We might not be good because I mean I would be using it all the time. I, I think it's one of the greatest slang terms that just doesn't get enough respect. I feel like we need to say more than I that. think we need to. I think British slang is so underrated. I love it. Uh, it's one of the probably the best parts of Notting Hill is the, the, the kicker from replacements using it's all great. the British slang. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree. And it's, I don't know. Like I said, I was just, I'm watching the game. I'm getting into the game. Yeah, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not getting angry and disappointed when, when we're not coming through with something because I just feel like I'm just expecting it already. Yeah. I, and, I just, and when the game ended up 30, and it almost would have been nothing against Braden Smith catching the touchdown, not being nice little addition. But I thought the game should have ended perfectly with the ball going through his hands in the end zone. And then that would have been just the perfect setting to end the game. These J-offs stormed the field before we could even get our extra point up. Like <laughs> you on top of it, I was thinking, what if I'd gotten 14 on that line, not 13 and a half? I'm saying. And they cost the extra to point. You're supposed to have to kick an extra point. I was the thinking the, the same rule. thing because I'm sitting there going, go for two. Go for two. I got 13 and a half over here. We're down 15 right Look, now. Go for two. As annoying as it was, it's just a testament to how far we've come as a football program. It's the ultimate sign of respect that Clemson, this team that's won multiple national titles in recent years, would storm the field after beating a lowly 6-4 and four unranked Louisville team. I'm sure they were walking off giving us the, you know what, little buddy, you gave us a scare. And then Dabo gets on the mic. He's like, I've never seen this before. I can't believe you guys are out here on the field. This is crazy. But all do, this is not about tradition. This is not about the Paul. This is just about Louisville football. And Scott Satterfield, we knew it was going to be a tough game. That's why the emotions are pouring out here at Memorial Stadium. The ESPN ticker scrolling. They're like, Clemson fans stormed the field for the first time in program history. It was a wild Saturday. It had to make you feel at least a little bit good about where we are as a program. It made me, yeah. The sure. five Clemson fans streaming the show right now are just like, the veins just popping out of their head. They just, I just caused an aneurysm throughout Anderson, South Carolina. <laughs> One of their three polo shirts they're wearing. Oh, my God. Ripped. You moron. Your we do it every AD. game. Your uncle is the AD, though. He is. We're a big Neff guy. 
And I'm, both my parents played football at Clemson, if you, if you didn't know that. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you, didn't play, you were on the internet at all this weekend, were you? No. No, it's okay. That's fine. It's, it's why we love you. We do, I wanna get, do you think I want to get on the internet for that? You made the right... Well, it was the only thing that made me feel better was, <laughs> was my <laughs> annual troll of Clemson was the only thing that made me feel good. I mean, I went to internet sites to make me feel better, but they didn't have anything about the game on there. <laughs> I've always Clemson fans are like, yeah, you got to do something to make yourself feel good after that game. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm doing this. What do you, why do you think I'm doing... Why you is this, why is this thing, after beating us. Why I think I've made this a biannual tradition. My team can't beat you in football. I got to win at something, and it's being a <laughs> troll on the internet for a few hours. It was great, but uh, so, so that happens. And it was here's where we are now. So Louisville six and four. Let's picture you at a 15 year old birthday party on the phone trolling Clemson fans. No, I had to put it down for a while when I was at the birthday party. <laughs> I know I had to make sure I got my shots in before I left. I was like, all right, Mike, it's birthday cake time. Hold on one second, I'm pissing this guy off. And then pretty much, and then I got back home and I was like, God, they're still going. Like it's amazing how many people are just like, they have to Twitter search their own name to like find out that this is happening. I, I, I get because I've never Twitter searched my own name. I mean, they have to. They have to. Be, there's a group of fans. Google that they, it. Like they can't enjoy the victory. Like right after it happens, they're like, "Oh, I got to search Clemson Fieldstorm so I can educate these people." It makes me so mad they don't know our traditions <laughs> because they find it every year. It's unbelievable. But uh, so like that, you know that it lasts until this morning. Like there's people who are like, "You have a blue check and you don't know." Do the smallest lick of research. I'm like, "Oh my god, I want to punch you into oblivion." I mean, they're where it's a stupid tradition, right? They should be, but they're not. We. Now Louisville sits at six and four, three and four in the ACC. Uh, They've got two games left. I'll tell you, because this loss alone doesn't bother me that much. It's Clemson. They're coming off of a disappointing loss to Notre Dame, where they saw their playoff dreams evaporate. They, you know, they've had a number for years. It's Clemson. You you, you play them in a relatively competitive game, at least semi-competitive game, and came up short. That's fine. But what not winning that game does. It sets up the disaster scenario. The disaster scenario that we've been talking about for, I mean, God, the entire offseason. Because now you look, at the, you look at the last two games of the season, and suddenly they look a little bit more winnable. NC State lost Devin Leary a few weeks ago. They bounce back. They take down Wake Forest when both are ranked, which kind of screws us because it takes our biggest win, like knocks them out of the top 25 entirely. Yeah, I know. And then NC State turns right around the week later and loses to Boston College. Who could ever lose to Boston College? Who could give, they didn't give up 30 at least. They didn't. So NC State, unranked, looking vulnerable. Kentucky, I don't know if you guys heard this. Yeah. Played a game against Vanderbilt on Saturday that they did not win at home. I believe I didn't pick UK to win. Um, I picked UK to win in our pick but I did pick Vanderbilt to cover. You did? Nice. Great call. That was on my 14 parlay that I won, by the way. They w- Vanderbilt wins, and all of a sudden, UK. This dream season, top 10. They're now 6-4. and four. They're looking very vulnerable. So, all of a sudden, you've got hope for these last two games in waves that were not there a few weeks ago. And if you don't win one of them, guess where you are? You're right back at 6-6 six and six with a pissed-off fan base saying, you didn't take advantage enough of the opportunities that were afforded to you this season. Going He's, to a bowl game where we'll probably play UConn and lose. And UConn's not bad right now. <laughs> it's just, I, I cannot. I don't know how the math would work out for awkwardness, but I feel like if we're going to go to a bowl game and lose, UConn would be the perfect awkwardness. I cannot stress this enough. Scott, I feel like every time we do this, it goes poorly. Scott, you need to, one, to win at least one of these last two games. You really, really do. He wins one, preferably UK, but... 
We'll settle. Big preference. We'll settle for NC State at this point. I mean, you win one, you go seven and five. You overachieve compared to the Vegas predictions, which originally had your over under set at five and a half, moved it up to six and a half as betting came in. Seven games is is doing more than what the average national prediction had you doing. And you had a couple of nice wins mixed in there. Another couple years of a couple of, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Central Florida, Lake Forest, I guess. UCF, is, when they beat Tulane over the weekend on the road, they look like they're going to probably end the season ranked. They're going to win the AAC. That's going to look like a good win when all said and done. Wake Forest is going to look like a good win, even though they're not finishing the season strongly. It's It will have been a good, slightly above, solidly above average, if you want to phrase it that way, certainly not great season, which is what people were asking for to remain satisfied and then if you keep this recruiting class intact, people are going to be okay. If you go 6-6 six and six and you lose to Kentucky again and you go 3-5 and five in the ACC, it's, it's much, much harder to spin that positive. And then you're in the scenario we've been talking about wanting to avoid for the last eight months. If you're going to be 6-6, six and six, just go ahead and be 3-9, and nine, right? Make this clear to everybody. We need to move in a different direction. Let's get this thing going. If you're 7-5, and 8-4, cool. We'll keep it rolling. Six and six with like no gigantic wins and another loss to UK. Man. Another loss to Clemson. And uh, yet another loss to Clemson, for sure. The two big games that people had circled on the schedule going into it. That's going to be... Your only big wins being Wake Forest and Central Florida, pretty much your same MO over the last two years. It puts us in a situation where even the Satterfield supporters are like... Look, I'm not crazy about it, but we should probably keep him. It goes from, like, he's clearly a good coach, he's clearly the guy that can get us rolling, to you got to keep him, who else are you going to get? We we showed some signs, and you got to keep this class together. And the other side, the side that does not want Scott Satterfield to to remain as head coach, they get back up in arms the way that they were after Boston College, right? I don't know. Patrick, who could we get? Uh... This guy with the best odds to win the Big Ten West right now, yeah. actually. Is he back out there? See, now, just, yeah. just wherever you go, there you are. Right back to where we were I'm a month ago. I'm glad I flipped over to that guy's side on ranked, our picks, too. Ranked road win over the weekend. They did. We both called that. You called it, and I was like, you then know you what? Switched, which, I switched at the last minute, and I'm glad I did. Wound up being a big-time move for you. Yeah, because I think I won all our opposites. You didn't. You lost. Well, you, I took Clemson. You took Louisville. Oh, I was out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only one you lost. I won the Good other. Lord. You won the other three. So we are now. Officially- Did I go out to the break? My car during a break or something that day? What What was I thinking? You're out of it a little bit. So uh, <laughs> we uh we are, we are not tied exactly. You gained two on me this week. Yeah, I had the high school, and I knew I had. Who else did I have? You had. Um, I knew the high school game. You had TCU over Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. And you had Alabama over Ole Miss. That's right. That you was, got three yeah. on me, and then I got the one back. I did take your advice on the old Miss plus ten and a half, though. And I, and for a while there, I thought I had old Miss. They were leading like the entire game. I was, I was, like, was, I was, I was scared was old Miss was going to like turn the ball over on that last drive, and they were going to do a pick six or something on them and backdoor cover me. I was gonna like, no. And then we both missed Fanta UK. Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, oh boo! That's terrible. I won money on it though. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Where do you stand now, big picture? I mean, is did the Clemson loss do anything to shake your, uh, I don't know, confidence in the last two weeks or shake your overall view of Scott Satterfield, this team, this program? Not really, because I mean, I just, uh, and I hate to give him an excuse, but, you know, with, with, with Malik, with Cunningham going out and in the first half that way, and just the fact that, I mean, this, 
I mean, it's a better Clemson team. It's an angry Clemson team. If anything, I should be mad at Notre Dame. I mean, they beat Notre Dame like they're supposed to, and, you know, who knows what kind of attitude they've got in this game. That defensive line looked freaking pissed off. I mean, they, they gave up, what, 40 to Notre Dame the week before, whatever it was? Yeah, 35. I mean, 35, yeah. So, I mean, they look, they looked pissed off and on a mission. and For sure. We just kind of... I mean, we were. I mean, we didn't get. We didn't get. We didn't get like you know, hate banged like Missouri did by Tennessee. But we were. It, it was. What was that? It was, <laughs> hate banged. <laughs> you know, when you're really angry at somebody, when you go to the bedroom with them, you just give them like a you know, angry bang. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what, that's what Tennessee did to Missouri. I'm familiar with the term. Yeah. I just <laughs> did you not watch what Tennessee did to Missouri? That's what they did to them. That sure directly applies, <laughs> but that's okay. I liked it. I mean, we. I just wanted to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what that happened to them. We didn't get that happen to us, luckily, but it was still we we still got smacked around a little bit. We did. We did forget our safety word halfway through. We, okay. <laughs> we can we can leave it that. But it wasn't. It didn't feel like it. Certainly wasn't. I mean, we mentioned how Louisville had played Clemson seven times going into this weekend. Four of them had been games where we'd had the ball in the last minute with a chance to score and win, and we'd come up short all four times. And the other three had been just like manhandled. This was this was in between those two. Two types of games. This was not. I mean, clearly the, they were the better team. The officials were also the better officials, and <laughs> the officials were also better officials. God, I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to do it. Like I really do. Like I, I don't make the whole joke about like, well, the bad calls both ways. But let me bitch about my team's bad calls. This was it was atrocious. Am I wrong? Like how much? Well, we like, got like, screwed? like the, the 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 face mask one. I, I'm not going to get. It was it was horrible miss. It was awful. But the PI the miss, whole the PI one annoys me on the on the basis mainly that the guy next to the play didn't call it. He didn't. He's the guy. It was the, the one. Part, play. Yeah, and that was the equivalent of the guy on the, at half court calling the, uh, the 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 foul on on the low block in a basketball game. And the fact that Clemson when secondary, the guy on the baseline doesn't do it. I, I said this on Friday. Clemson secondary, their entire philosophy is clutch and grab. It's like. Early 2000 no, was, NHL hockey, and they do it every play, and there were like five examples of them doing it. So if you're not going to call those, you better give us the benefit of the doubt if there's a little bit of, of hand fighting on a long pass. And that was an uh, Josh Beacons makes no contact with him whatsoever yeah, if it, it does feel intentional. And it, and it gave him a touchdown. And what bothers me is that I mean, and they, they could have maybe scored. We don't know that, but well, I was third down. Third and fifteen. Man, right, you're right. I was third down as I said that. But I mean, how the the, the the official right next to it doesn't go up to the other one like, no, listen, I'm looking right there at it. He didn't touch him. And it was like, awful. Okay, we'll pick up flag. Like, if the, if the official next to it throwing the flag, it would just been like, this guy's just an idiot. Like, the other guy threw the flag, didn't even have no business throwing it. I don't know why he It was he so bad. It. it was so bad. It was, yeah, it had... Um, I, again, I will say, I'm not, this is not a joke. Like, the calls did not cost us the game. Like, even, no, no, no. If no, the no. calls had been, if everything had been equal, Clemson still, they clearly were controlling the line of scrimmage. Our defense was playing well, but they were still, when Clemson needed a big play, they were finding a way to make the big play. DJ Uwe Ungalale was not great, but he was good enough. And Will Shipley ran all over us. They would have won the game, I think, even if the game had been called squarely. But it certainly would have been a hell of a lot more interesting. And we would have had a shot to call things differently. We would have been playing from behind the entire second half and having to change up some of our offensive calls. It was just Which, just classic ACC football in a game in Death Valley. I mean, I know that I'm, you know, beating a dead horse with this, but I mean, we I've talked about it a hundred times. I'll talk about a hundred more. I mean, when we get caught in long, long situations on downs, we just not, a, we're just not a good enough team to overcome it. And when we get down behind, especially multiple scores against a good team, a decent team, and you fall down behind the Clemson or, or not Clemson, but the Virginia or Boston college, you should be able to come back. We're not going to just, we're just not good. I don't think we're just good enough to, to overcome that deficit. And it's no, not, we're not. 
And it's just the, the the bottom line of it. That's kind of like, like I said, the second half I'm watching the game. And yet I'm just like, I'm kind of like an emotional robot watching it. Like, you know, I'm, we don't get it. We got to punt. I'm like, okay, we're punting again. Yeah, it, did, it felt like it was just like we're. I'm going with the flow a little bit. They were just running the clock out. They went like a burnt yeah. offense in basketball, and it was you knew it was going to happen. Like I'm sitting through a boring movie, and I'm just like I'm not, you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to turn it off, but I'm just it's not entertaining me really. It's and maybe, also really and maybe the basketball game had something to do with that. I don't know, but I mean, it just it, it was a, it was apparent early on too that the offense was going to be up against it because Malik wasn't going to run to his left because he didn't want to hold the ball. In that, and again, I'm not sure if this is the medical term, giant Mickey Mouse hand cast that he had on his left hand. Actually, I believe that's, that's what. What I was like, that's the description they listed under WebMD. He looked like a bubble boy hand. I was like, what are we? Is this the best we can do in this day and age? Can we not just immobilize one of whatever fingers broken or what's going on? And it just felt like the, it was the perfect like dumb thing to happen to Louisville football. Like he gets his hand caught in this dude's face mask when he's getting ridden out of bounds. Could easily avoidable point, mistake. Point the game. N- yeah, no, did not have to do it at all. No. And yet it probably I don't say probably, but it caught co- it felt like it cost us a chance to have a better shot to knock off Clemson in our most most important game of the season to date. Because he wasn't gonna make he wasn't gonna run with the ball in his hand. They knew it. Every time we ran the re- little read option to that side, they just went all in to stop the running back because they knew he wasn't going to keep it. And when he did keep it, he kept it in his right hand and just basically ran out of bounds. And it, you could tell it was bothering him. You could tell he wasn't feeling well. And then, of course, he gets dinged up on the uh, meaningless last play before the half. There's no Another chance of him scoring. Play. I, know, I, did, I did start getting a little teased when he was when he cut up when he cut up around the twenty. I'm like, who does he have an angle? Does he? Did, I cut, yeah, I did too. But then I, saw I let myself I, get my hopes. And I saw the Clemson guy like, there's no way. And then I was like, just don't die. And then he pretty much died. I was, I was like, like, I was like, just don't lateral to a fumble and let him return it. What, what do you think about the decision to, to not kick there? Because everybody I'd is. Kicked. I would have kicked. I, Brock Havelstead. Boots the ball through the end zone on every kickoff. Everybody knows he's got a big leg. Can he? Is it? I mean, is there no chance of him hitting the uprights? Is like, I mean, just I'm just saying, if he misses, I mean, what? There's no, there's no short. It's a win-win. I mean, unless it's so short that they can return it. Yeah, or if they blocked I mean, it. But even then, like those odds seem lower than something. But you have to take know. that in consideration on a lot of kicks. I mean, at least the blocking part, particularly. I mean, yeah, I'm with. You. I would have liked to have seen it at least try. What was it like a 52? I think or 53. I think it was like 56. I thought it was, a it was the, like, I, James Turner couldn't have got it there, but I would have gone with Havelstead and said, like, you know, dude's got a massive leg. Let's just Fulton read it one out of five, maybe. Just kick it as hard as you can, well, see what direction I would have it goes. Malik, throw it in the end zone. Don't run That's, with it. Yeah, that. I mean. Yeah, make sure you don't just keep it because you could get hurt and there's no chance of you scoring. Just yeah, get rid of it. But not the first when he first happened. went down with that. I, I mean, I know they were talking about the hand, obviously, but I mean the way he hit, I was like, ooh, that's a collarbone hit. It looked bad. And then, but immediately he was not touching his shoulder, which. Was a good thing, but I mean, I'm assuming the hand is broken. It, it, it's it's not it's not the hand; it's a bone in the hand. It's like a a small bone in. I can't pretend to tell you which. I was told something. I don't know if it's true, so I won't. But it's a the fracture, effect. or is it a it's a break? broken bone in his hand. No, I mean, so he's he's out probably for at least the next. Oh, time. you're talking about the this, what the injury he suffered on Saturday? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the hand injury. No, this is a shoulder injury. Okay, it was a shoulder that he went down with. Satterfield said, I believe, today that he's he's day to day. They're gonna see how he, he looks. But when he went down, that was that was a collarbone shoulder hit that he took. I'd be willing to bet that he does not play this weekend. But we'll see. We'll find out. And that's not inside info, that's me just kind of basing it on I mean, do we what see, was set up for the game. See Cunningham in regular season again? I guess yeah, but I, that's a soft guess. I got no idea. I've I would not be surprised either way. 
Uh, we got to go to break. When we come back, I tell you what, we'll get to some text on the Thornton text line because you guys have been patient at 502-414-1450. And then we also have to shift the conversation to another happy day topic in that, basketball. To tell you something, I had a weird dream last night. This is not going to go long. Okay. I had a dream that we were doing the show, and we it was like around this time, you're like, we have nobody texting in. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? There's not zero texts we went today. To, we, went to a break. we were going to break. Oh, well, this is the weirdest dream. And I just remember looking and going, you want me to text on? You're like, we have one text. It's just like, <laughs> hey. Like some guy saying like, hey, sorry, nice show or something. He's telling me I can refinance my mortgage. I'm, so I'm like, what are we going to talk about? We have no text. You were like, I don't know. And then I woke up to pee. <laughs> That's how exciting your life is these days. <laughs> I one about being late to pick my daughter up from school. We're both living the high life these I mean, days. Remember the younger days when our dreams were actually fun and exciting? I do. Now we're, you know, we're having to dream about work. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to the Thornton Sex Line, and we'll talk a little hoops. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Ozzy Osbourne, but it's yeah. not making me feel good. Well, I told you these are my breakup songs. I'm depressed right now. This is Trevor sitting in the room, sitting in his room, like with the with the, the black light on, the, the main light turned Free off, football jersey on. Yeah, conformist, stupid conformist. Just, yeah, we're like gonna hang out at the Denny's at 2 a.m. Oh, your little Justin <laughs> and Brittany wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was probably like more like thinking like uh, you CC Music Factory geeks. Stare deep in the star <laughs> of my own pain. Hi. Okay, we don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, need, I don't need to hear anymore. Hey, right, that's, that's enough. That's enough. We're good. <laughs> Welcome back in. Monday edition of the Mike Weatherford Show, 1450 and 961, The Big X. Reminder, 
Uh, if you haven't downloaded the Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's, now is the perfect time because Thornton's is going to hook all new Refreshing Rewards members up with a free breakfast sandwich and also a free drink. We're talking sausage, egg, cheese, biscuit. We're talking bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. We're talking steak and egg burrito. Any one of those and also any dispensed and or 20-ounce drink. We're talking coffee. We're talking tea. We're talking fizz freeze. All for just becoming a Refreshing Rewards member. So download that app. Stop into one of the area 103,682 Thornton's locations. Pick yourself up a free sandwich, free drink, and then text us on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Hey, Patrick, if I uh, buy a, a, a fizzy pop and a, and, a, and a breakfast sandwich, you want to go up to Thornton and grab me something? <laughs> I'll, I'll go over to Thornton's and grab you something. Well, oh, look at that. Do you want something? I'm good. Look, you got to put my money where my mouth is. We got to send. Thornton. I get Trevor's like I got to send Patrick Thornton. I did. My whole day was messed up because you had to get here five minutes earlier to start the show at three instead <laughs> no, of. No, my whole five. day was messed up when I had to to, to take the the Browns to the Super Bowl before I came in here. No, sorry. I threw. I threw a, You don't need to. You don't have to say that on. I threw, well, I was, did you want me to say poop? No. <laughs> you just don't. It's not pertinent info. We're good. Uh, we talked at the game. We started the show early today to have the reaction to DJ Wagner news, which st- shockingly was DJ Wagner announcing that he's going to be playing his college basketball at Kentucky. Uh-huh. We then have we we spent the last segment talking about the Clemson loss. We'll get to the Wright State basketball loss, but I do want to give you guys a chance to weigh in on the show. It's your show as well on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. So I have not looked at these. They've been coming in fast and furiously since we started, as you might expect. So let's see what you guys have been talking about. Oh, the KRC ones are sneaking in there. Texas, it's it's a small sample size so far, but we do have to address Trevor's disastrous bet with Eastern Michigan. I'm worried about the bet, Trev. I mean, here's the thing. Despite everything that's gone on, I'm still only just down one nothing. For those unaware, Trevor has bet uh, fellow Big X producer Scooter Dingus uh, $500 that Louisville will win more games this season in men's basketball than Eastern Michigan will I did. with Amani Bates. E- EMU opened their season with a uh, good win. They damn near beat Michigan on Friday night. Okay, did you watch that game? I watched the highlights. Okay, I watched that game. I walked away. Amani looked good. Well, it's depends. Uh, he looked like Amani taking a lot of bad shots when I when I watched most of the second half. He shot half. 70% from the field. I mean, it's... He must have missed them all in the last four minutes of the game. He's the first player in the history. I watched him air ball three straight threes. He, well, he scored 30 points, and he was 12-19 from the field, or 13-19 from the field. He was the first player uh, from a non-power league to score that many points, to take that many shots, and shoot that high a percentage against Michigan. I walked away not really hugely impressed with the MU and less impressed with Michigan. Michigan did not look that great. Now I think Quite Mich- the take. I think Michigan just played poorly. I think they're better. they are better than I saw on Friday, but... They they did they did not look like they were half interested in that game. So you're not nervous about the bet? I'm not nervous on their end. I'm more nervous on Louisville's end. Like I'm still see EMU not winning probably more than ten or eleven games. Has EMU already locked up the bet? No. With one with one win. No with one. I mean, at the moment, yeah. I mean, we're 0-2 and, and two-point loss and one one loss, one point loss each game. I mean, I, I know you get on me for using Ken Palm, but we have, according to his rankings, we've played two of the three worst teams we're going to play this season, and we've lost to them both. The other third would be Fort A&M. Fort A&M is the worst team on our schedule. What's Linscombe, and are they decent this year, I guess? Lipscomb is, Lipscomb. they are 191 in his rankings. I mean, I don't, I, I know they've had... Decent teams before. I just wouldn't yeah, they it. lost to South Dakota. It was my lock of the day in college basketball. Which, by the way, the my third lock of the, or fourth lock of the day failed. Well, first of all, you, you you're going the wrong person because I, I I'm you want again. I'm handing out locks of the day left. Jeez. And right. Well, Kentucky covered. 
which was my lock of the I day. Against Duquesne. Yep, they covered. That was a big number, too. Uh, 19 and a half. They covered by, they won by 24. And then I, told, I think I told you just briefly on a text line, I was so upset. Friday, I bet eight games. And I went, I went favorite on all but one. Oh, no. Big game favorite. I went seven out of eight. Uh, the only game that did not cover for me, and the only underdog I took, by the way, was I bet against Oklahoma, and they only won by like 10. Uh, I go into the night game, Oregon. All I need is Oregon to cover by 15. All I need. I'm winning enough to probably get a lot more, get, get, get a month's worth of sandwiches from Thornton's. Sorry. And Oregon, not only do they not cover 15, they lose by 28. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't, it, it, it to them, I just turned it off. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to watch any more of this. I'm so mad. I love getting texts from my friends that, like, are U of L fans, but don't follow this stuff that closely. They're like, DJ Ryder's going to Kentucky. What the hell, Kenny? It's like they're starting to flood in now. I'm like, guys, we've been over this. On the way here. It's been done for months. I was getting those from my UK. They're UK fan. They're friends that are UK fans. I'm getting texts the whole way over here going, I'm hearing strong rumors. DJ Ryder might go to Louisville. Is that really going to happen? Don't. Like, just stop. No. Texas says the only thing that can get you boys on radio on time is the last DJ Wagner update of the day. It did. <laughs> yeah. So until he has his own kid, we won't be back on time. I can't wait to get so all in on the hype of the Juan Wagner the fourth in twenty years, and then see him just break my heart at the last second. D four. <laughs> Wherever Calipari's coaching, then Manhattan. It'd be Dewan the third. Oops, right? sorry. Well, it yeah. would be Dewan the third, right? D three. D three. Trey Wagner. Well, there, there's a thought, Trey. Yeah, we can't go D three. I think the, the Mighty Ducks they have a trademark on that. D three no, Wagner. D three Wagner. I like that. I like that. Texas Neely does her dirt all by her lonely. Don't we all? Texas for Trevor. Oh, Trevor specific question. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me, get, let me get ready here. Remember when you said that Kenny Payne was going to be judged only on if he got DJ or not? I guess it's time to mark it off as a failure and get him out of here. I mean, that wasn't my personal opinion, but I felt like there were some that were going to judge him on that. And, yeah, I think they are upset. I think a few of them have moved on to A.J. Johnson as well, like we talked about earlier in the show. But, yeah, I think there is a I think there is a minority of people who are, I mean, that match was a no-and-two start or already flushing this, this down the toilet and they're done, ready to move on. Texas says, Mike, new wrinkle to your D.J. Wagner scenario – are KP and friends even going to be here for a second year to coach against him? Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, short of going winless this year, I can't imagine KP not returning. Do you think there would be any chance? Like, again, just total hypothetical. This is radio, whatever. If we went like two and twenty nine, that he would get fired. I think they'd probably still keep him. I think they. I mean, yeah, I think they would. You. Just, I mean, financially. Let's not find out. I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, Stop I play this out. I know. I know. I. I dismiss the you don't have the money to do it excuse because I think it's stupid in college days these days but i don't know if you could afford to let him go after one year could you i don't well, think so. you're buying probably you have to buy out the whole contract well his i mean his contract is not nearly as lucrative as still basically any know. coach since the, the end of the crumb era uh, we're paying him much less than we paid him chris mack we're paying him much less than we would have to pay have paid some of the other coaches that were out there but yeah after year one so i'm paying, assuming it would be a nice little hit to so the pocketbook so we get what we paid for I'm not saying that. <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> Take this bigger picture. Do you worry recruits go, quote, he doesn't even want to play for his own grandpa, and why would I play for this? Why, why would I want to play for that stuff? No, not really. I mean, I mean I don't, I, I'd mean, i be shocked if he recruits even know his grandpa. I was about to say the exact same yeah. thing. I, I think we all. Or even know who his grandfather is. We all get so, like, we think that 17, 18-year-old kids 
see all the same stuff and hear all the same stuff that we do. And the reality is most of them are totally unaware of like, like out of what, what are they like 26 five-star prospects in the 2022 class, the 2023 class. You would know. I would be willing to bet that like maybe one or two of them could give you, could name like five of the teams ranked in the current AP top 10. Like most of them just don't follow college basketball. They don't know who the coaches are except for the ones no, who talk about the NBA. They, they, I mean, like, I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of recruits out there have no idea that D.J. Wagner's grandpa is on our staff. Or that he played basketball. I hope they don't. Because, yeah, <laughs> if they did, yeah, it wouldn't be the best look in the world. But, I mean, they know Kentucky's getting kids. The issue, I mean, you have to be... How, much, how many of them even know his dad played for Cal at Memphis? Probably very few. I mean, if any. You have to. I mean, like, Kentucky has... hate them as much as we do. They have built a brand for getting top players and then getting to the, to the NBA. And that's, you know... Most kids couldn't tell you that they went 9-16 and 16 last year. Some of them probably remember that they got knocked off by St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament. But there are probably, probably several of them. Well, that was last year, St. Peter's. You said 9-16 and 16 last I said 9-16 year. two years, and I said, said most of them didn't know. That la- oh, two, it's two years ago, 9-16. I, I like him, Patrick. He can confirm stuff. I know what I meant not. to say was 9-16 <laughs> two years ago, and then last year got beat by St. Peter's in the first round. Some of them probably remember it, but I would say most of them don't even like know that. Like They don't pay attention that much, but they know that UK is a big brand and a reputation for getting kids to the NBA. What Louisville has to do now is establish that same brand, and it needs to start pretty soon because we're not getting the wins to, to find the other way of getting recruits' attention. That's kind of happy some of be all show. Because <laughs> if he wasn't here, I would have said that, and you'd be like, no, I didn't. I said that, and I'd have been like, no, you didn't. I still think and then you would have been like, no, who are you going to believe, me or you? Who's got a better memory? And I'd be like, oh, damn, you're probably right. I think I just, <laughs> I'm not going to try to justify it. So I kind of like this now. <laughs> Texas says, I'm, I'm trying to skip over the basketball, just specific ones, because we haven't even talked about the Ride State game yet. But um, And we'll try to get back to them, I suppose. Yeah, clearly all of you have seen this. Texas says, Mike, uh, I remember your words. You spoke before KP was hired. Um, you said that you think, or maybe someone you know, said hiring him would be a disaster, and it's coming true. He was supposed to be a recruiter. He hasn't been yet, and what coach doesn't foul at the end of the game? He's Patrick Ewing. I did, I mean, when... Well, don't get me... You, you know I'm not going to get mad about the fouling thing. I am, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we see different perspectives on that, but... Well, we see different fouls on... This isn't that scenario. This, this isn't foul no, three. No, it's, it's a is, version of it. This but is it's... you've got two fouls to give. Every coach in America does that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think this is a diff- totally different discussion. But I, I can buy the other argument. I cannot buy this one. But the whole, like, disaster quote, I did – I said on the podcast when the job became available, and I, I just said what I've been told by somebody I trust in college basketball was that if, if Lowell hires Kenny Payne, it's going to be disaster, was what that person said. I'm not saying that that's what I believe. I'm not saying that's what I believed at the time. I was just passing that along. I think I said, person said the exact same thing in 2018 when he was talked about as a candidate. Um, I hoped then. I still hope now that, that, that they were totally wrong. Texture says, yeah, this is all people just talking about the, the, the foul. Um, my main problem, this is, I mean, nobody has any thoughts on football, apparently. This is all just, just I mean, We've football. moved on, I guess. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Texas is listening to Trevor Kelsey talk about losing to what's been a top two football program on the road. And now waiting for a sunshine pumping for another basketball embarrassing loss. <laughs> I think you've been kind of known. You've been sort of painted by the text line as this, you know, like kind of like my old, uh, it's like John Ramsey on the basketball side. Um, for the football team? For the basketball team. Well, because I've been not the, oh, whoa, the, the entire world has come to an end. 
Kind of, yeah. We've never Good been. Lord. I mean, we're 0-2 with a loss no, to the Norad. Don't say we've never been there. I mean, we were 0-2 less than 20 years ago, right? I mean, In 1999, but do you remember the last time we lost 20, 0-2? We lost ago. our first two games at home? No, Kelly, I don't know. I believe it was 1937, and it was like some school of pharmacy. Oh, and stuff yeah, like. I saw yeah. that tweet. And I, I, I know Kelly Dickey put that tweet out there. I, saw, I mean, it's those. not good. There's no <laughs> other way to say it. <laughs> school of pharmacy. Nobody's trying to claim that it's good. They drugged us before the game. <laughs> That's what it was. Now I want to find the real name of school. Uh, Louisville, the last time they opened their season with two home losses in their first two games was 1939 when the cards fell to Kentucky Wesleyan in overtime and Alfred Holbrook, 37-30, both were at Belknap Gymnasium. Sounds like an accountant. We lost to a single guy in 1939. <laughs> we lost to the, the, the accountant. Like, that's the guy you like hired like, like to, to, to balance your books. Who do you got for a financial guy? Alfred Holbrook. What was his name? Alfred Holbrook. Alfred Holbrook and Associates. Man, you guys all just want to talk about you all want to talk about basketball. This Kentucky Wesleyan has like a good tradition in Division Two eventually. Yeah, I can't tell you what they were looking like in 1939. <laughs> well, yeah, when Mike Polio turned them around. It was in 1939. No, after you're ta- the good tradition they ended up oh, having after Mike Polio turned 39, them around. 39, better chance of them having polio. Texas, I think the question now is is begged. Why actually did Kenny Payne hire Milt Wagner? Was it to try to land DJ, or was it because Milt was actually qualified for the job? If it's the former, what does that reveal about KP's judgment? Well, I mean, we don't do we even know what his job is technically. Hybrid role. I mean, yeah. So to say he's qualified for it, we just really can't say. I don't think because no one really knows what it even is. Player development. Yeah, I mean, so I would say his hiring was a olive branch to the old players and 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 to a good friend. Yeah, th- there were ways to justify it outside of just his grandson's the number one player in the country and we want to get him. <clears throat> but, excuse me, the question, uh, like, and I don't know how to answer this. If DJ Wagner didn't exist or wasn't good at basketball, would Milt be on the staff in any capacity? I, I want to think yes, just because I don't want to think that we hired him like for more than half, more than 50% of the reason being Let's see if his grandson's really good weeks. that we didn't get him. Well, yeah, we're not going to do the, the Marcus Teague thing. But... <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you. I just, I mean, we should have seen it. I mean, Lil was never had success hiring someone to get a recruit. Every time it's backfired us on us, hasn't it not? But I think we've only done it twice. Well, we did the the the, the, the Teague one's the most obvious one. The we Teague one, and Shabaka we did the, uh, the well, I'm, I'm the guy brought up that we did not remember when, when we first started in the show, and I couldn't remember his name. The big guy that we ended up getting Brandon Bender instead. We hired his. We, oh, Cisse, Yeah, Cisse. yeah. We hired his brother. His like something related to him. I didn't, I didn't remember that one. Then we fired him like two days after CC didn't didn't, didn't well, commit to us. Maybe we need to stop. So yeah, I mean, but those are the only two I know. I mean, there might be other examples, but yeah, those are the only two. I thought Crum did it once, didn't he? Didn't Crum? I want to say Crum hired somebody an assistant one time to get a recruit. Wasn't Wade Houston? You know that? No, don't get me started on that one. Here's, here's a football text. <laughs> That's why you didn't keep it. The refs were absurd. The ACC so obviously tell refs how to call the game, and I do think we had a chance to win this game if it were called fairly. I'm still optimistic about the rest of the season as long as the players have the same attitude that they have the last five games. Yeah, you, I think they will. They played. I mean, they, they certainly played hard. It wasn't like they just laid down. No, no, they didn't lay down, no. No, if we laid down, we'd have lost that game 45-10. to 10. Oh, Boise guy also has a football text. Really, really? Are you ready for this? Did Boise win? Who cares? You're Boise. Louisville sucks at football. The ACC is the weakest Power Five conference. 
Boise State would compete with Clemson for the ACC title every year. Kentucky oh, will whoop the sucky cards. I love Boise guy. He's got he's throwing on. Me. I like also how now he's like become a Kentucky fan because he knew we didn't care about him making fun of Kentucky. He didn't realize that initially like we don't talk about yeah. Kentucky favorably here. So he's now he realized that now he's like just like he's like hey they have they wear blue we have a blue field let's get together. <laughs> That's pretty much what he's become. It's kind of like a bad joke that just the more like the person refuses to let it go, the funnier it gets. Like this is, I'm starting to like him. He's starting to win me over. He's is he is he topped angry guy for you? He's all right, and I just saw this text from earlier in the show. All people from Kentucky are wankers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, he's he's becoming self aware. I like him a little bit. Oh come on, but you should be using Canadian slang if you're going to be using a, a, a non-American slang and from Boise. Yeah, I know it's too close to Canada. Does Canada even have slang? Yeah. I mean, no, saying a boot is not kind of slang. That's just how they speak. They say say a lot. A. To start questions, say a, a is the big a. one. Yeah. My mom does that all the time. She says A at the end of sentences. It drives me insane. Is there any doubt that UK brings out their basketball recruiting class at halftime of the UofL football game? That'd be a weird, wouldn't it? Do, do, do teams, do schools bring out recruiting classes? At actual games? I no, think. they do when they when they they'd probably come out to the the Game of Thrones song too. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. If they do come out, I tip my cap. And be like, well done, congrats, you guys did well. That's some trolling right there. Texas, the PI call was atrocious. Yep. Texas, I mean, the officials didn't cost us the game though. Texas, yeah. the three and five and ACC play with another Kentucky curb stomping would mean bye bye sat. I don't bye know if it would. Bye I would be in favor of it. I've said it before. I, like my personal standards was if they go six and six again this year. I'd prefer to move on. I don't think he gets fired at 6-6. Six and six. I think his job is safe right now. I mean, can we still get Jeff, though, even though he's about to win the Big Ten West? I don't know. Texas, something to monitor. Arizona and Jed Fish pulled a big upset over UCLA on Saturday and now sit at 4-6. and six. Arizona is favored in their last two games. Potentially now, 6-6 six and six and a meeting with Louisville in the Sun Bowl is imminent. Get excited. Oh, God. If we got, if we got Fish to end the season, it would just be full circle for this, this radio show. I mean, I didn't. I, so they did beat UCLA. Yeah, apparently. Okay, well, it was actually tied in the third quarter, and then I, I turned it off and kind of forgot to turn it back on and didn't, didn't remember if they won or not. Uh, but it, they, I knew they were playing with them. Well, good for them. I'm glad they got the win. Oh, we're going to get Jed Fish. Yeah. Texas says... I want to find a way to make a fish and chips reference. Texas says, I have to wonder if with Malik in that mitt slash cast slash whatever... The staff ever considered just giving Brock the reps with the ones all week? You go into the game with a fully worked out game plan for one quarterback and give Malik the time he needs to heal for the next game. It just seems like every one of Malik's 17 seasons have ended with him uh, taped and super glued together. Yeah, I mean, that's the it's the risk you run with a quarterback who plays the way that he does. And it's why they've made a concerted. It's why Scott Satterfield went into the Syracuse game saying, we don't want Malik to run it very much. We want him to be a traditional passer and then to have a traditional run game. And then we get just you know because he's not whatever wherever you want to use green yeah. by syracuse and scott's like okay no so malik goes right back to being the runner the next game which is his best skill set and yeah he's going to get banged up it's why i wish we'd i'm not saying the results would have been totally different but in these years specifically it would have been nice to have the old schedule set up where we played uk in the first game as opposed to at the end of the season when malik is you know battered and bruised i mean it is kind of a double-edged sword i mean do you, do you tell him to stay in the pocket where he's a below average passer or do you tell him to do his thing where he's 160 pounds soaking wet getting hammered by 300 pound men i don't like the way you said that well i don't like the way it ended I don't, I don't 
Terry says, I, want to, I don't want to imagine what Trevor's room looks like with a black light on. I, nobody does. <laughs> What's the good line from uh, Gardens of Galaxy? has got Jackson Pollock painting in here. <laughs> Terry says, Mike, you need to do Boise's guys text in your Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> do it. Next time we can do it. Texas, uh, ah, last one before we go to break. Football, the refs were absurd. The a, uh, I take it back. This is, a, this is one I already read. Um, <laughs> I mean, all of these are just basketball. Are people. you sure they, it's one you already read? I people mean, are just chomping at the bitch talk with this basketball game. Texas, football is just vibes. Yeah. Uh, I think we've moved on from football. I think we have. So we'll do this. We'll take a break. We have not discussed the, the right state games ourselves. Uh, we'll right. come back. We'll do that. And then we'll get to your thoughts because you guys have like like 75 of them. So we'll try to, to cover all of our bases here coming up after the break. Before we do, though, reminding you, if you have heating problems this winter, it's officially cold out there. we got snow over the weekend, for God's sakes. Your heater's going to have some problems if it goes out completely and it's the middle of the night and there's nowhere else to go, and you can't make it through the night without the heat coming back on, there's only one place to call. It's AirServe. They're available 24-7. They're always going to have a technician who can come out to your home, fix your problem, get that heat back on, make sure you can sleep safely and comfortably through the night. Call them any time of day at 502-264-9662. You can also visit their website to learn about everything that AirServe can do for you. It's airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E, S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. And again, the phone number to call AirServe directly is 502-264-9662. When we come back, happy talk. Right State Basketball. Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next on The Big X. No, no, you're not growing the Richard Ross. Yeah, we, we... No, no. You're cutting it. Nope, not done. No, no one, no one mocks the mullet. The music on the show. We, we, we do the music too long sometimes. We need to cut it off. Before. Wow. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on days like today. We're like, please get to the basketball talk. I also noticed that... You really that, want us to get to that. Yeah, people do. They, they love to see a murder. I, I love that... Uh, the. Remember John Robick, the UK assistant? There's a John Robick's hair Twitter account. Yeah, the guy that wore the hair piece. Yeah, yeah. there's a account dedicated to his hair. And they found a, a tweet of me saying, hashtag DJ to the Ville from June. And they're like, oh, you mean with uh, when he's coming to, with our team to play your team in December? And I, the hashtag that I used was when 
DJ Uyunglele's dad was talking about how much he liked Louisville and what they were doing, and I was trying to get DJ to come to the field to play quarterback here. And they're like, oh, hilarious. I'm like, Clemson's quarterback? We're talking about the different what DJ What did that do with John Robick's hair? He retweeted it. Oh, that's who did it. He okay, retweeted the tweet of me right, saying yeah. DJ to the Ville and was like, yeah, when he comes here with our team to play your team. I'm like, the Clemson quarterback? What? What are you talking about? But enjoy it. You tried. It was okay. Um, let's talk about the Rice State game yesterday, or Saturday. God, it feels like it was yesterday. The cards, I mean, we don't need to recap it. 0-2 now for the first time since 1999. 0-2 with two home losses to start season for the first time since 1939. Anyway, you slice it, it's bad. The cards, unlike the Bellarmine game, kind of controlled this one for the most part. They looked a little bit lackadaisical in the first couple of segments. It was sort of the exact reverse of the Bellarmine game. They came out, did not play great. You don't Picked hear it, it up. but they played this way against Bellarmine. They beat Bellarmine. I think you're right. I, I actually, I, mean, I totally agree. And not to say that it was great, but again, I, did, I, I feel like I keep harping on this. And like Bellarmine is, it is not what the fan base wants them to be. Everyone's like, well, they're a tournament team. I'm like, oh. they're sixth in the A Sun. They also got pretty manhandled by Morehead State know. over the weekend. I saw the highlights. It was not pretty. <laughs> Louisville should not have lost to that team. No. I, I love Scott. Love the. Love, I mean, hope they beat the pants off of whoever they're playing at Night Hall tonight. Whatever, like junior college they're playing. I hope they win every other game the rest of the year, but Louisville should not have lost that game. It's Campbellsville Harrodsburg, by the way. Pioneers. They're in for a rough environment. Is that really the old name? Hall. I just know because Doug texted me this morning and was like, I was gonna say, how do you know He's that? like, it's going to be a rough afternoon for <laughs> rough night for Pioneer Nation, this raucous environment. Because uh, I think they're I think they're, they're kind of excited to be playing one game back at Knights Hall, which is, I, I would imagine, you know, smaller arenas right there on campus. It's good because after this, they go to Clemson, Duke, LMU, UCLA. They're UK. up against it for sure. But so <laughs> they won't be home Louisville, after college. They do seize control. They do control most of the game. And then it becomes this opportunity where you're up 5-5, with about three minutes to go, you have all the momentum in the world. Put these dudes away. And as we've seen, not just this season, but getting back to the last couple of years of the Chris Mack era, you just have a team that does not know how to make winning plays down the stretch. And a couple turnovers, a couple missed shots, a couple bad decisions, and then more importantly than anything else, defensive lapses that on Wright State's last four possessions allow them to get a dunk, a layup, and two mid-range jumpers from their best player who's in a perfect rhythm, who's not missing at that point in time, and Wright State wins on a last-second shot. The, the last one could have wasn't easy, I wouldn't say. But. The, my problem is that's his shot. Yeah, he, if you watch that, I put the video on uh, my, my game preview, it's the exact same shot that he hit in the Horizon League Championship game last year to beat Northern Kentucky. When I saw him get isolated against BHH, and I saw the shot that he was taking, the only thing that cushioned the blow was when it was in the air was I was 100% sure it was going in. Like, when it yeah, ripped I the net, like I was, I, I'd already accepted defeat. I was like, I can't believe we let this man take this shot. I can't believe we just let them get the, the ball to their best player without trying to do anything, without fouling, without doing. It was a complete cluster. It was, I mean, there's no way to say it nicely. It was, it was awful down the stretch. It was, you did everything that you could possibly do to lose that game, and you got beat by, again, a Horizon League team that has no business coming into your house and beating you. We had won. We hadn't lost a November home game since 1972 before last year, and we've now lost three of our last four. This is, I mean, these are, this is bad. There's no other way to say it. Like, I mean, this, it's not I good. I feel like I shouldn't have to say this to people. This is not okay. I mean, it's not good. We're Louisville basketball, for God's sake. What are we doing? It's like Kenny kind of in the postgame press conference. I feel like Kenny I kind mean. of in the postgame. Like, what, what is happening? I mean, not good, obviously. Bad, yes. Is it? Are we panic button time? Kind of. I don't. I mean, this team won't play hard. They will not play hard. Well, I don't know, but sometimes 
hard as it is smart. I mean, neither one. I would yeah. prefer hard over smart. Hard they can control uh, to an extent. Yeah. Like the clips that, if anybody saw, I know we had a texter, it was one of the ones that I skipped over, was mentioning Justin Rank's film review post that he put on Card Chronicle today. I had, I didn't go back and rewatch this game because a lot going on this weekend. I tried. I'd forgotten. To. Like, I, in my mind, it was kind of, I thought it was better than it was. And then he posted nine different clips. And six of them are just straight lack of effort. Just dudes jogging, not trying hard, yeah. not working, not like, like just just day one stuff. And this is the last thing that I thought I would see from a new era, new regime, guys hungry for playing time. Like the effort level has not been there. And if they just play hard, they're two and zero right now. I mean, for, for what's worth, four of our five starters are returning players. I don't care. I mean, they were here last year is what I mean. I mean, But it's the the same. When Patino took over, and I hate to do the comparison thing, he inherited the full roster from Denny's 12-man team the year before, and they played like their house was on fire every single time out because they knew if they didn't, they were going to get kicked off the team. And Patino did kick dudes off the team. It is unfair to compare somebody to Patino. I mean, that's... If I'm Kenny Payne, though, this is what you do. You play the dudes who are going to play hard. I'm sick of the lack of effort. I don't care if it's... I don't care if it's 40 minutes of Zan Payne. Well, now, throw now, the now. guy. No, I'm sick of it. I, throw the guys out there who are going to play hard. At this point in time, we've already. I mean, we should know. There goes JJ's minutes. There could. I, mean, <laughs> I don't see JJ as one of those guys. Like he's I mean, not the one. He's not the guys on any of those clips that you're seeing just loafing it for no reason. The, we already. I mean, I guess that there's hope out there that there could be a massive turnaround to the point that we still become an NCAA tournament team. But anybody who's watched these first four games and seen us lose to a bad D2 team in exhibition play and then two below-average, low-major, mid-major teams to start the actual season, I think we can all agree this season, even if it gets better, is not going to get better to the point that we're an NCAA tournament team. So with that being the case, if you are about installing culture, if you are about winning and learning, not just winning and losing— Play the dudes who are going to play hard. That's all the fan base wants to see at this point. We don't have, like, throw the the outlier, the extreme people that are like, fire them after two games out the window. We just want to see this team play hard. We expect to see some warts. We expected this to not be Louisville basketball operating at a normal capacity, what we're all used to seeing. But we expected this team to, to not get just out-efforted every time they're on the floor. And that's what's happening so far. Would you say, and that no, doesn't have to be drastic, Strides forward, but would you, would you be safe to say this team has improved each game? I feel like every, yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like this, the bar the bar started low. I mean, don't get me wrong; there's a lot to fix, but the, it does feel like there has been some improvement each game. Correct? It's been better every game, but the fact that we've lost three out of the four, I, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, it hasn't been good enough. Like I, I'm not going to just give them a pass for being slightly better than. And the I'm not the saying they deserve one because they're good enough. They're not good. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I fully recognize the talent level on this roster, but they're good enough that if they had learned properly from the mistakes that they had Wednesday night against Bellarmine, they come out and they beat that right state team by five to ten points, and they were on pace to do that. They just could not make the right decisions. And let's talk before we get to the text line. The the end decision and then Kenny Payne's explanation, I I mean I I'm I'm blown away. They've got two fouls to give. They let Trey Calvin catch the pass without trying to deny him the ball. They let him size up a Brandon Huntley Hatfield who's been hand down man down the entire game when he's defending. I, I don't understand that either. Get your hands up. You're huge, and they don't use any of the fouls. Like that's and Kenny Payne afterwards says I thought we should be able to just play straight up and get a stop. 
you always use your fouls in that situation. There's not a coach worth his salt in college basketball who doesn't know. And I would have preferred it. Like I almost would have rather him been like, we didn't realize we had fouls to give. Because that would at least excuse it. But him saying they made a conscious choice not to use them, I was blown away. I, because he said, play a strip and get a stop. If you use the fouls correctly and get a stop... That's still a stop. I mean, first of all, I, I, I do I do agree with him. I'm not a big fan of foul because if you do just give that give that foul back, then what do you know? The next maybe the next play when they do come out, you get a a, a, a bad bump or something, and then you're sending them to the line now. Well, you have two fouls to get because and they had two. You would have right. had to have fouled three times in eight seconds. And I wouldn't shock me if this team wouldn't somehow find a way to do that. No, you, you can't. But I, I'm I'm with Kenny on this one now. Now what you can't defend, and you, you you're going to bring it up on many occasions, is BHH going Darren Feldhaus on you know Christian Slater Christian Leitner by just almost literally walking away instead of guarding him. I know he didn't want to foul because you can tell the way he puts his arms down he kind of shivers back because he didn't want to run into him. You got you got to go straight up with that. I mean you're just he stands just straight up with his hands straight up in the air. That probably shot doesn't go in. And he did it right before. He, he at least got I mean, in the he, last minute. He did it when Trick Alvin took the three. He's just standing there with his hand yeah, like I mean, out, not up. That shoots it right in his face when the kid has hit three in a row at that point. That's the that's if you. I mean, you can be mad about not found, but that's the where you. You know, it's it's just like you know again with the Patino. We'll roll, roll back to Patino and that that play back in 1992 where you didn't guard the inbound. We quit two guys on Leitner. It's not his fault. Both of them just walked away once Leitner caught the ball. You know, I mean, he can only do so much. That was his strategy. And that was obviously Kenny going with it. It was James who had his hands up and kind of at a bad angle, though, to, to defend him. It was a tough shot, but it should have been a lot tougher if, yes, if Brandon puts his arms up, what he's supposed to do. I, I mean, I just... I, I, I get where you want to found it. And, yeah, and you're like, you know, that's what every, every coach does. I'm more with Kenny. I like to play straight up. If you didn't have the fouls, just don't give them away. But... Fouling or not fouling was not what... It's not giving away. It's forcing them to reset it doesn't matter. Like three but seconds left to play. It's like a move, just, it's it's a move point. If, if Brandon puts his arms up, it, it doesn't matter if he fouls or not fouls. But that's the, the... Again, that's the last kid you want taking the shot. You don't want the ball in his hands. Foul him if you let him get the inbounds. Make them reset and deny him the ball. Like It's, it's just... This is... Like there's, there's not really. I don't think there's a debate here. Like this is every coach that's been and, and successful at any level play, does the same and thing. They, and they were all over him. It's just the the one guy didn't kept didn't didn't defend as well as he probably could have, even though everybody was in position to guard him. I mean, he t- he, had a, he had a fadeaway shot from 19 feet with two guys in his face. That's his shot. He just made four in a row from the same spot. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is, what are you doing? Row from that same spot. He hit he hit one of the possession before right from the exact same spot. He hit his last five shots of the game. And he's a dude who scored 37 the night before. You know he's making that shot because he made it in the exact same situation in the Horizon League title game. Like, you've absolutely used the fouls. And the fact that he explained it away, I would have much preferred him saying, like, I just, we didn't know. We didn't know. Because there's no coach that makes that decision. None. That are successful at the college basketball level. And I'm still blown away. It made me, I'm not going to say, like, Less sure. I don't know. It was just. It was. I. I did not like the. Exp- I was hoping that after the game he was going to have an explanation instead of just saying, you know, I believe in a team that can get a stop in that situation. Getting a stop is using your fouls. You make it as hard as possible on them to score, which is letting them dribble, take four seconds off the clock, making them reset, and then catch something out of rhythm. Like you do it twice. Like it's. It's just. It's a no-brainer. And we didn't do it, and it cost us the game. Um, granted, it shouldn't have been that close late, for sure. Uh, the text line is 502-414-1450. Uh, 
Um, we'll hear from you guys now because, I mean, th- there are yeah, a billion texts about this basketball game. I- I'm surprised. I guess the football game wasn't as sexy to talk about because it was, you know, we got beat. Clemson's better. We didn't play terribly. It wasn't a blowout. We lose to Clemson again. Oh, what a shock. Exactly. I mean, like Unless you were going to talk about the refs, there wasn't anything row now. all that dramatic. The basketball, I guess, is the much more attractive thing to, to talk about. Um, there I mean, you go. Other than Shipley jumping us, that's probably the most dramatic thing in the game, right? Texture says, this team plays just how KP coaches, soft, quiet, lackadaisical. Hey, KP dropped an F-bomb on the in He did. Game. I liked seeing it. It was nice. It was, like, it was at Brandon, of course. I think was it was at Brandon or Jalen. I can't remember who. I think it was at Huntley Hatfield. And he's he, at one of the two. He he, he gave some bad looks towards both of them at, during the game. What was the thirty seventh time where just nobody boxed out on a rebound and they ended up getting it? And he they called the huddle. He walked away and he's like walked I mean, away. Gives the f. That's what cost us in the Bellarmine game. That was Huntley Hatfield missing his block out in that free throw in the Bellarmine game. We don't. It's like it's like they don't know about blocking out. Like we we never put a body on a guy. Everybody just stands around and jumps. I mean, in the Bellman one, he didn't. He blocked him out, but the problem was he pushed him all the way out, which took him and his own guy out of the, of the yeah. rebound, which is basically just, which is equivalent of not blocking out because you're just eliminating yourself. Texas says Curry has turned into Derek character. I don't know what's going on with, with Sidney Curry, and that's... I did like the fact that we, we talked about this on Friday. The very first thing they did, which we wanted to see, I think both of us, and I, I specifically pointed out, was it get to the ball in the low post right away and go to go to down? They did it right the first possession of the second half. I mean, they did the first play of the first game of the game. They went to him, and Curry got. I took. I think it was the second possession or third possession. He actually got his shot off. No, he didn't. He took his first shot with two minutes left in the first half. Oh, was that what no, it was? First, that, he that, took two shots the whole game. That forced hook shot that was exactly. future looking. Yeah, yeah. That he didn't need to be taking two shots taken, three points total. Six rebounds. 90% of the time I'm watching the game, he just stands on the blow block with his thumb up his butt. He's not He's done, much. He just doesn't even try. He doesn't care. I, and I don't know. Like, if he was going to do the, I, if he's gonna do the parent thing, what, I used to tease parent about this all the time. Because what parent would do would just stand on the baseline and wait for Cisco to come around the curl. And when the guy collapsed, he would get the layup off Cisco's assist. That's fine if you're your parent Johnson or somebody like that. Your city Curry, you need to be making a spot in that low block and calling for the ball. Here's the question about Curry, and this is the same question that I brought up last Wednesday. Is and I, I we probably won't get the answer, but somebody needs to figure out what's going on. Because if it was a, he doesn't look physically. Let's just say he doesn't look physically like the guy that was our best player in late February, early March last season. He looks out of shape. He plays like he's out of shape. I don't know if he just. I mean, the reports that we got from people who were attending practices both during the summer and the early fall, was that he looked like he was out of shape. I don't know if there's something going on with him physically that we need to know. If there is, if there's a valid excuse out there, if he's been sick or if he's just, you know, something else is going on, we know. Because he does, at this point, he's a detriment to this team when he's out there right now. And this yeah, is the guy have- that we thought was going to be, like, all, like one of the things that we could rely on. One of the few things that we knew we could rely on for this season was Sidney Curry's post-offense. And he's giving us nothing no. right now. I mean, it's not even lack of post offense; it's post defense, rebounding. I mean, he's just he, he's he's taking up space out there and making it five on four against us. And we just and the thing is, I mean, God, but I mean, I mean, you, I mean, who are you gonna put? I mean, you can't, you can't. How much can you really ask for Roosevelt Wheeler? Or how much can you really, I mean, ask for for Brandon to play the five or JD to play the five? I mean, you can do it in small doses, but for long stretches of 20 minutes or plus. I, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Text says, Thor's text on 502-414-1450. Is Trevor OKP money or something? I can't stand listening to this man discuss this basketball team. No, just 
it's going to be a ball by the numbers drone. That's going to be like, I've got a foul, I've got a foul, I've got a foul. Everybody says foul, foul. I think they just talk about you being you're, 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 you're far more positive about this basketball team than I would have guessed. I'm trying to be positive. Texas' worst possible start to the Kenny Payne era, in my opinion. Well, yeah. No, there could be worse. You could lose these games by 20. I guess we could have lost the Chaminade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, there's, there's work, trust me. There's, there's always a way for it to be worse. <laughs> I can promise you that. Texas, what about L not calling timeout when he got trapped? That's coaching 101. Before the last turnover, he has to know that he had a timeout left. He did. Should have never gotten to them having the ball. He, like, Ellis did the, and you see this, it's not just a Louisville thing. You see this a lot in college basketball. Like, he just thought that they were going to blow the whistle the second it was obvious that they were, were trapping him. That's and Wright State stupid. made no contact. They just went for the ball. Yeah. They, did, they did the right thing. Uh, if you get called for the foul, cool. That's, that's okay. But let's not just give it up immediately. And L anticipated the foul, which you cannot do. And when he didn't get the call, he was, like, shocked about it. I mean, it was another just total miscue at the end of the game. Yeah, that was – I mean, that was on – he should have called timeout. Texas, TK is saying they get better each game. Your gummies need to be less strong. I mean, you that goes for you, too. I asked I, you point blank, and you said, yeah. I didn't say it was – I agree, but it's still not – I mean, good. yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't asking for the amount of improvement, the excitement of improvement. Yeah. The fact is, this team has gotten on better each game. Now, I would like to make strides in the improvement between games, but it's still the case remains. It's true. Texas, I didn't think I could feel any worse about this. Then I realized our coach makes the same decisions as analytical genius Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> yep. Don't don't bring me with the analytics crap. Analytics. How many brains analytics people have? Zero. Texas Mike is 100% right. Trevor is just arguing to argue. It's unbleeping believable that we didn't foul. No, it's not. That's just being stubborn, and that makes you look worse. Texas, all I'm looking for at this point is to see progression in play and coaching to show that he can at least get better. If it gets worse, then, man, especially if he can't get a top, not top 100, an actual top prospect in 2023. I mean, I'll repeat myself again. He's got to do two things. The team has to start playing better. He has to give us proof that he can be the guy once we get better talent into this program who can get Louisville basketball back to being where Louisville basketball is supposed to be. And two, he's got to get guys. He's got to get talent. He's got to get talent. He needs to finish this 2023 class strong, whether that's Isaiah Miranda and somebody else who's who's good. I mean, H.E. Johnson obviously is the the top prize out there. But he's got to get a class that is at least top 15 good. We've got two guys we know for a fact. Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams are signed. And they're both both wing guys, both 6'5 wings, right? Williams is 6'7", but he plays more like a guard. Glenn's like 6'5". They're both more... Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Glenn play. He's kind of a mid-range wing. He's not. Yeah, he's not going to kill you. He's not ready. Side. No, he's he, he's got. Work I think to you're do. right. Um, I mean, he's no more. Than, he reminds me a little bit of like a Dre Davis. Yeah, I mean, he could he could he could play a few minutes here and there his freshman year, but uh, if he's playing more than a few, then then you've got some issues to deal with. I think being at the prep school in Indy this season is going to help him a lot. It oh, could, and, and yeah. I've never watched Caleb, the other one play, so I can't speak for it, but. I mean, he's got. I mean, right now we just need to add bodies in general. I mean, we're we're, I mean, we're thin to the point where I mean, like I said, we've got to make we've got we've got Sydney to have to be out there more than twenty minutes, and for twenty two of those twenty two minutes he played, he looked like he didn't give a flying bleep. Well, let's just keep it simple. What, what Kenny Payne has to do right now, because the class is is going to be the class. It's, it's not going to be the class of our wildest dreams like we had imagined back in in April, and that's okay. DJ's not but there. What he's got to do is is it's really straightforward. It's what he didn't do last year. He's got to knock it out of the park in the portal. And if that, you're going to have, every team now has a chance to better themselves in the transfer portal. And we saw, a, look, at, look at the top, look at the starting lineups for a lot of the teams ranked in the top 25 right now. More than half of them are starting multiple players that they got in the transfer portal. You have a chance to turn things around quickly, 
by selling yourself to some of the top available players that are either going from one big program to another or that want to make that jump from low to mid-major to a power conference. He'll have an opportunity to go get guys. He's got to get them. Cannot swing and miss again. Because I think fans, as bad as this gets, you'll have a large segment of the fan base that is going to be patient, that's going to say, let's pump the brakes. They're going to use the IRP. They're going to use him inheriting Max Mess, all that stuff. Those same people still are going to set a bar for a year or two of making the NCAA tournament. And yeah. I don't think that that's outlandish. You and I both agree on this. With the transfer portal being the way it is, with having guys that are immediately eligible right when they come in from another program, no one-year waiting period, you should, at Louisville, especially now with the IRP stuff in the background, there's nobody who can negatively recruit against you anymore, you should build a roster for next season that is at the very least NCAA tournament good. And he's going to have to do that. And I, don't, I don't know if he's swallowing his pride on NIL a little bit or just doing things that he wasn't willing to do last spring, but he's got to get better talent in this program for next year. And it may not matter if we don't see the types of improvement from this team that I hope we do. Like I, I still, even now, being 0-2 with two very bad losses, I think you've got to beat teams that you're not supposed to beat once you get to ACC play. You've got to show evidence that this is going to be better at some point in time when the talent level improves. I mean, this team needs to see a win. Well, right now, for sure. I mean, they just need to see they need to see a win, and, and, and you know what? It has to be a close game with App State to do that. I'd almost kind of prefer it a little bit right now to get. They need to be just, just to be just get. I mean, even they're only winning by a bucket at the ba- uh, at the buzzer. They need to, and, and that might be even better. A close win for App State might be better than blowing them out because, I mean, they just need to be nice to get a, only a win, but win in a close game, which could be kill two birds with one stone for sure. Now, because you're going to need that eventually down the road, because you're going to be in close games probably, hopefully. Let me put something on your plate right now. Would we be the funniest Maui Invitational champion of all time? <laughs> Coming in with 0 oh, and oh, 3, I guess. And this field is loaded. I think like four of the half of the, the field is in the top 25. First Maui game is on Thursday? For, no, Monday. Oh, it's a week from Maui's tomorrow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's right, because we got the giant gap between this Tuesday game and that game. We'll basically. play Arkansas, who is in the top 10 on Monday. Then we'll play either yeah. Texas Tech or Creighton on Tuesday, who. Yeah. Both are nationally ranked, and then we'll see about Wednesday, but it's probably going to be a game where we're an underdog, too. Six of the eight teams oh, in the field are, are almost certainly going to be NCAA tournament teams, and Clemson is, I mean, not Clemson, Cincinnati is looking better in year two under Wes Miller. We're going to be up against it. If we won that tournament, it'd be. The, I mean, I almost would take the losses early on, just for the, the comedic effect of us winning that tournament next week and being the biggest story in college basketball. But... Uh, I mean, like he we're coming for you, Musk. I like you actually used the word probably with our underdogs. We were a five point favorite at home versus Wright State. God, we were. You were right about that spread, I don't, too. I don't think there's a chance we're not an underdog in every game. Unless Shamanon is suddenly allowed back in this tournament this year, and that's going to be close, I don't think we're going to be a. I really don't see us being, a fa- being anything but an underdog in every well, game. We- Cincinnati, they played Shamanon in a game that actually counted, and they beat him by 33. Um, they're 3-0 oh now. Cincinnati did? Yeah, they beat Cleveland State and Eastern Kentucky. I like that was a question mark to that. Yeah, handily as well. <laughs> so, yeah, even if we played Cincinnati in the eighth-place game, which would be a far cry from where we were the last time we were playing Cincinnati in basketball, that, I mean, that would at least have a little bit of juice to it, like playing Wednesday night. I'd like to play Cincinnati. It'd be, I mean, I, I prefer it to be in the championship game, but if it has well, to be yeah. in the seventh-place game, that's, that's fine. Like, I, that would at least get me hyped up for that game a little bit. It's like, I don't want to lose to these guys. I also don't want to finish last, either. Exactly. If we can beat them, if we can make Cincinnati last, that would just add, what are we talking about? This is making me sad. I don't, I don't know what we're doing. Um, let's take a break. We, five o'clock, I mean, we have so many texts. People have, have significant thoughts on this basketball team. We will try to get to as many of these as we can in the third hour. And you know what I'm going to do after this uh, in the third hour? Cry. I'm going to 
no, I've already done that. Yeah. I'm going to change my perspective, and you'll see how. Okay, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, also, I want to give a quick shout-out before we go to break to the U of M and soccer team. Making it into the NCAA tournament, they will host Western Michigan this week in the first round. Props to John Michael Hayden and company. Back in the big dance for another year in a row. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll Screw come those back. directional Michigan schools. Screw them. We hate them. Uh, Brock them. <laughs> we'll come back. Five o'clock hours on the way here on the Mike Rutherford Show. It's 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. starting to cheer up a little bit, aren't I? I'm good with this one. This is this is me starting to cheer. Like, you know what? This is going to be... It's going to be me. This, the, tomorrow's another day. By the way, I can't... After all, tomorrow is another day. I know. This is so random, but what, what would it be if it wasn't me singing some random reference? I can never almost hear this song and not think of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't. I don't. I Do I want to know why? It's an episode where they want to buy a horse. Carlton and Ashley want to buy this horse that they grew up watching. And they find and Carlton's trying to cheer the horse up because he just lost. He's like, he's so he's singing this the song, and the owner comes up. He's like, not too much for this horse. He's going to glue factory in the morning, and then <laughs> Will just goes, it's only a day away. Okay. That was just made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the five o'clock hour. This is the Mike Rutherford show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one the Big X. Uh, we have been talking about, uh, you know, honestly, just not so cool stuff today. It's uh, we had a bad loss to Clemson, uh, not bad loss. I think most people, it sounds like, were kind of on the same page as, as TK and I, and said, you know, it, it was what it was. We were not happy about it, but the team fought, got some bad calls. Uh, Clemson deserved to win, and, and Clemson won. They're a the good team. The first half, we were excited, sake. right? I was excited. Like, early. We, we were into it in the first half. It was it was it was a combination of Cunningham's injury. 
And like I said, the, the Shipley touchdown, which we both brought up, which was early. I think I looked up. It was like 10 minutes into the third quarter. That's when it So yeah. it was their, their first possession. When we scored to make it 10-7, I was like, okay, game on. Let's let's play. Yeah, because yeah, I was worried down 10 nothing as well. And then we, we, we kind of made the plays. We got the big turnover finally. And then at, from that point forward, it was just like Clemson's a little bit better than us, and they're getting every call, and, and they, they deserve to win. I'll say it. But it was just a kind of whatever forward. People have more significant thoughts, and it's become very apparent during the show on the right state loss and the state of the, the men's basketball program. Okay. We should give a quick nod because we haven't yet. Women's basketball, they go on the road. Jeff Walsh d- loves doing this thing where he plays a road game at a mid-major opponent to get his team in a hostile environment early in the season. Listen up, Cal. They played at Belmont, <laughs> and they won 75-70. It was a little bit tight, but they still moved to 3-0 in the season. They moved up a spot to number 6 in the AP Top 25 poll today. Also, shout-out U of Volleyball. They get another pair of wins in ACC play over the weekend. They move up to number 4 in the latest coaches, coaches poll. Still chasing that national title. Who did they smoke this weekend? Uh, they beat was it NC? It was they, Georgia Tech. They was nationally ranked. Oh, Georgia Tech's good. They yeah. came. Uh, they came back from two set. Yeah, two sets down yeah. and won a five setter on Friday. That's how they roll. And then yesterday they swept. I want to say was it UNC again? Who was it? They swept somebody. Doesn't matter. Losers. Florida State maybe. That sounds right. Losers. Losers. Clemson could not stop fumbling. Those dudes could not hold on to the ball. I know. We couldn't get one of them. No, we matter. had a couple ourselves, but yeah. I did have good news, and we talked about it during break, uh, that I wanted to share earlier. This weekend, I had coffee for the first time in six months. Where'd you get it from? Home. Oh, you just made it? Bulgers? I haven't been able to do it because of the, of the illness. And uh, the last, it was one thing that just like set me off uh, throughout the summer when I was first dealing with this. And people tell me, like, you know, you, you've got to. Cut it. People, other people who have been dealing with this, like, you have to cut it out cold turkey, which was going to be terrible for me. I have, like, four cups a day. That's the, Yeah, I mean, that's like it's asking bad. a smoker to stop smoking. I, I mean, mean I, that's, a coffee is, is, yeah. is as addictive as anything else other vices in this country. I probably had at least one cup of coffee every day outside of, like, crazy days if I'd been, like, terribly sick or, like, traveling or something. Mm-hmm. Probably every single day for the last at least 10 years of my life. And, you know, my wife does the Keurig thing. I had my own coffee maker because the Keurigs aren't strong enough. So I would make a pot. I'd have at least like two, three cups every day. Then I'd come in here and have one at the beginning of the show. Oh, you would make, you used our Keurig yeah, here constantly. every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not being able to do it has, I mean, among other things, been pretty crappy. So I was like, you know, people said after like six months, some people were able to do it again. That, you know, give it a shot, see how it feels. Did it on, on Saturday. Was okay. Got a little jittery, got a little weird feeling, but not enough to make me not try it again on Sunday. Did it again, felt good. Did it this morning. So I'm feeling good. We're on the way back, baby, is what Yeah, baby. Just like the basketball team. Can't wait to get these cardiac MRI results. They're like, actually, you're not. Then I'm just give me the coffee anyway. Glad you enjoyed that coffee. If I'm going down, at least let me have my coffee. You've got this. 75 <laughs> blockages. Uh, so, no. that's. Uh, well, how do you drink your coffee, by the way? Usually just like a small dab of cream. And that's just it. Not, no no sugar. sugar. No sugar. I didn't know if you were an all-black man or a, a tons of cream, tons of sugar guy. I'll say it like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a that was a positive. And, and you worded anything right. As we also mentioned, I need the the extra caffeine boost because Mary's out of town for work these four days, and, and I'm fighting against it. This is, I feel you got two kids. You might want to skip caffeine and go right to crack. God, I mean, I as rough as this is for me. I almost feel worse. For, Mary's never been away from the, like, the kids. She's never been away from John overnight. Oh, no, yeah. But she's been away from... Y'all have been... Well, anyway, didn't you all do... We did over- overnight last summer. Yeah, we, we before, John John was born. Born. before John was born. I thought you all did the... Uh... This was two summers ago. Um, we, we did like an overnight in Cincinnati. And that's when she was pregnant. Yeah. But that was the first time we had been... Like, both of us... Like, individually, we'd been away from Virginia for a night. Or mul- more, multiple nights. We had never both been away from her. That was the first time. And we've never both been away from John. 
thought so, John did an anniversary thing this year, just year after John was born. I could be wrong, though. We had a night out, but we didn't. We, we stayed away. We stayed without the kids. You stayed at the hotel, didn't you? Just we a, did. The golf house or something. We did, but this is the first time she hasn't been like around like me or okay, the yeah. kids. Like She's totally out of the state. Right. I, I thought that was the one night, though. That's why I was just, but that's still, that's only one. I exactly, mean, yeah. and we were downtown. Like we, If something had gone wrong, you, you could easily just, just drive home. She's out of a whole other state right now. And she's there for, she'll be away until Thursday, and she's kind of like, she's not handling it well. She's like, it just feels weird not to be. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I brought up your uh, married to my mom the other day. I, we were talking about she was watching The Price Is Right because she had been listening when I brought up uh, the announcer. Uh-huh. It was Rowdy, 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 Rowdy. Thought it was Rowdy Rich. Rowdy, yeah, no, Rich was the guy a second ago, one before him. Rowdy, Rowdy, or Rowdy something. Was, yeah, it was the guy I, thought I was thinking of. But anyway, long story short, I just mentioned that you know Mary had gone to Price Is Right. Mom was so jealous. Yeah, she on stage. Yeah, she was like her she, friend one. She was so mad. She was like. She wasn't mad, but she was like, "Oh, that's so awesome! I wanted, to, oh, I would have, would have been loved to be there." She just started rambling on and on. I just walked away, but because I, she was still talking. I was going down the hallway. <laughs> I remember she thought she was going to get on because they they vet you before, like they do, like they, they they talk to you and they figure out who they're going to pick. Which I think that you told me that that kind of like killed some like mystery because I mean I guess it's I a big process. I don't like that. Like I, I I like the randomness of them. Just the thought they're just picking random names out of a hat of people in the stands. The guy who she... Wait till you find out about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who won, her friend Drew, who she used to work with, is the one who invited us to, to his wedding and addressed the envelope to uh, Dr. Mary Rutherford and husband. That was it. I think you told me that. I was like, what the hell, man? I was like, we've met several times. I was like, come on. Yeah, but when she has a doctor, you're always going to be the husband, right? I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. But like, I have a name. You, I could <laughs> you at least. <laughs> the doctor just d- does not cushion the blow at all. Dr. Mary Rutherford and husband. I was like, okay, just, well. Like the Howard from Big Bang Theory over here. <laughs> not fun. But he won a bunch of trips. It was a it, it was a cool thing. And she got to go up on stage, and they all jumped around. It was fun. But wasn't it like, they, they, since they, I guess because they picked him, they, they weren't going to. They weren't going to pick two people from the same group. Exactly. But that's kind of, again, that's. She would have panicked. It would have been bad. I mean, I haven't watched Prices Right. And then Drew Carey hit on her during the, the the breaks. That was the other thing. What did he really? Yes, that's why I hate Drew Carey. Well, that's kind of cool. Drew, like he was like he talks to the audience apparently during commercial breaks, and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a pharmacist. And he's like, he's like, you can be my pharmacist any day of the week. And like and like kept going back to her every commercial break. And nice. I was like, she's like, she's like, it was it went beyond like playful host flirty. She's like, it was legitimately yeah, creepy like, after a while. Like giving me his room key. But yeah, like sending like an inter- intermediary <laughs> to be like, hey, and I was like, well, you know what? Drew Carey, guess what? Eternal enemy. You know his glasses are fake. Uh, like his personality. He's, he's He had LASIK surgery like 30 years ago, and he wears them now as, as for the gimmick. All right. I'm glad we got to spend like five minutes talking about something other than these sports teams because <laughs> I, I needed the break there mentally. Yeah. We'll get back into it because we have, I mean, legit like 70 texts on the text line right now. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We've shared our thoughts. We want to hear from you. Make him make me angry. Texas says, Mike, I actually disagree. I want more music today and less talk. Well, I, that one's completely opposite of what I was thinking <laughs> for. Uh, that's, <laughs> I like that texter. Texas says, uh, Josh Hurd looks like actor Willem Dafoe. Agree. I've been saying oh, that. Oh, he does that, yeah. For sure. William Dafoe. Nice. How am I, brother? There you go. I'm liking Patrick here today. <laughs> Texas, oh, this is a, we have a second Idaho number. Woo! We have two Idaho listeners? Two in area code, back again. Mike. This is this guy's wife? You don't know what you're doing messing <laughs> with my brother, cousin. <laughs> we in Idaho are proud people who don't mind sticking a potato where the sun don't shine. Watch it, COVID boy and Arby's beef boy. <laughs> which one's which? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, this, 
Uh, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Texas, my main problem with this basketball team is simply effort. That's kind of that was the, what got me fall fired up, and then when we first started talking about it, yeah. Texas says. I mean, effort and just just common sense on the court. But I guess those two cans go hand in hand. I mean, I'm fine if they make mistakes if they're playing hard. That's that's where I am right now. And that's well, that's exactly what Kenny that should be, said as well too. I mean, first part of clear is effort. Like that yeah. should be the lowest possible bar. We expect as Louisville basketball fans, we expect you to play as hard as you possibly can all the time. Then we get to stuff like making smart decisions, having high basketball IQ. Then we get to executing this offense. Then we get to. But the God, the I'm first gonna, step has to be effort. I'm not even asking for high. I'm just asking to like reach the fourth Gump level on the. We're all test. our standards are all very low. Yeah. I mean, we have. Because people keep, you know, now they're like, this is the worst basketball team I've ever seen in my entire life. They may wow. wind up being, we don't know that yet. But we can say definitively, this is the worst start to a little yeah. basketball team that, that season that any of us have seen in our lives. I mean, I, I, what can be frustrating is I look at this team and they're, they're I mean, there's, this team is not the worst talent-wise. I, I don't know if I would, where I would judge it compared to, but I mean, when you, Withers and James Ellis. I'm starting to hope maybe Ellis didn't start thinking he's a little better than he was because everybody kept saying he was going to be the savior of this team type thing over the offseason. It, it doesn't matter. If, if he's he's better than he is, he's still the best we got. Well, he's still the best ball. He's yeah. definitely the best. I mean, At guard. That's, no, no, that's a given. So, I mean, I, but the, the point is that there is some raw talent on this team that can be molded. Sure. I just That's where I'm trying to stay positive to a degree. There's too much talent to be losing to Bellarmine and, and Wright State in back-to-back games. Yes. I, feel, I don't think that that's a bold statement. Yeah. Losing one... Yeah, two, no. Texas, listen to Jerry. I'm not, we don't need to talk about Jerry. He's, um, he's probably in a good mood still, right? No, he says he just didn't talk about the game at all on the show, which is that's fine. Texas. I wonder what he talked about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm really curious. What could, what could you have talked about? Talked about the music? <laughs> Texas says, uh, Trevor... Yes. Me ruining the Virginia football team and then me realizing he probably has no idea what happened this morning since he just woke up. Uh, me ruining the Virginia football team. The, are you aware of what happened with the Virginia football team? Uh, clearly not, no. Yeah, there was a, a former player murdered three current players on the Virginia football team. Oh, wow, that's not cool And at shot all. two others, yeah. I don't know. How, I, don't, I don't understand the meaning of the, the first part of that text, but yeah. that. I mean, he's making fun of me because I didn't know that. Because I, was, I mean, I, don't, I'm, I, don't, I'm, I didn't want to know it now. Did you say something about something ruining the Virginia football team yeah, I earlier? I don't, I don't get the first part of that text, well, but no, did, there was a story today. No, I mentioned, you know, we should have hope with Brock, even though he's not going against somebody like Virginia. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that may be what that was. But yeah, but that's, that's not, I mean... I'm sorry for the loss, but they didn't make their football. Their football defense still wasn't very good. To yeah, it's a, it was a very sad thing. Two other people got – students got shot. What was it, like a school shooting thing? or They, they haven't said it. It was at a building across – it was on campus. Has he been caught? I saw the manhunt was out. He was still at large last I saw. It was a former – it was a Chris Jones is his name. Uh, he's a former running back at, at Virginia, and he killed – the three players were all players who, who play for them. Um, well, this is kind of like a – like what was the uh, last Boy Scout, last Boy Scout type thing? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. They they don't have the full story here. What led to him? There also was a, a murder of four students at uh, University of Idaho today. Um, so, I mean, all sorts of bad news all over the place. But certainly, uh, yeah, I did mean to bring that up. The Virginia story is very sad, and you know, we're sitting here complaining about games and wins and losses. That obviously pales in comparison to people stop shooting people. Just go what punch them. Yeah. Keep their car. Yeah, I don't know. The baloney on the on the windshield. Don't know the story there, but it's certainly senseless for sure. Pee in their coke. Texas. It takes time for freshman talent to mature. Nick Saban's. Is this a UK text? 
No, I don't. Gate-Tex? I can't tell. Uh, it, takes, it takes time for freshman talent to mature. Nick Saban's first highly regarded recruiting class finished 7-6, and six, with many of next year's starters likely to be freshmen and a 4-8 and eight to 7-6 type season likely. Does Sat need to win out to buy him the time needed to see this class mature? Now, you and I have discussed okay, this. Okay, I love how he compares this to Nick Saban in Alabama, by the way. I think he's just saying, like, even, <laughs> even in the best-case scenario, it's going to take some time, yeah. which I agree with. Yeah. Like, you and I have talked about this before, too. Like, you've got some fans out there that see the the high rating of the recruiting class and get excited about seeing all these players and just think, you know, we've all we got to do is be okay until next year and we start really going, when yeah. the reality is you're losing a lot of, of what's going to get you to six, seven, or eight wins yep. this season, and you can just assume – that you're going to have a little bit of a step back before things get better. So he's probably going to get a hit from the fan base again if next season is like this bridge season where they go four and eight, five and seven, or six and six again. And I agree with the texture. Like he needs it would be in his best interest to get these two wins and build up that that good safety net just in case this team's not ready. I'm distracted by Patrick almost falling over in the chair. I know, right I saw that too. I was watching that. <laughs> I thought it was gonna happen. I know, so I was kinda of rooting for it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, falling's funny. Oh, it always funny. No matter what happens. I mean, it's not funny for the person that falls, but it's everybody else. It's still kind of funny. Yeah, it's the kick in the groin. I've fallen off the chair before. It's, yeah. it's fun. Um, it's, and, and, and the text is kind of alluding to this as well, I think. But, I mean, of, of this recruiting class, what, like, three of them might contribute? I mean, I'm mean, not saying they won't be here. The majority of these kids aren't going to contribute right away. I mean, I don't know what the transfer board is going to look like for this team, but... Right now, Sat coming back. I mean, I'm not shocked this team's not looking at four or five wins next year. Yeah, I think that'll probably Maybe be the even, expectation. I mean, that's, I'm putting the ceiling around four or five. But like we've talked about with basketball, and it's it's certainly less easy to do there because you've got more players. He's going to have to go out and get some guys in the transfer portal again. They did a good job of that last year. They got we've seen MJ Griffin be very good on the defensive side. We've seen, I mean, our best, our only good receiver is Tyler Hudson. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a transfer. They got um, Tyon's a transfer. Tyon's a transfer. Yeah. Jermaine Lole yep. is a, is a guy that was we were excited about. Assuming he sticks around for another year, we'll get to see him next season. They need to go out and get those types of impact players, especially at Moosonogo. You got to find his replacement now at linebacker. Like they need to go out and get transfers again. No, we, tra- we went into the season with with, with Momo thinking we got to find CJ replacement. Yeah, we and found it. he's done a pretty good job. How many transfers do you think we lose? We'll lose some for sure, and yeah, I know yeah. the the rumor mills out there saying like hey, I'm hearing some transfers. Of course, we will lose transfers every single every year. Every school is going to lose transfers. I think the fact way. that specifically running backs. Yeah, I, I mean I, the the fact that Travion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell did not travel for the game is telling. I, I don't think you need to like you don't need to have inside info there to say that there's probably going to be multiple running backs leaving the program, and those two are the most likely. Those two transferring, Evans going pro. I, mean, it's I don't know what Tyon's going to do, to be honest with you. I mean, even if he, he wants to, for sure. Yeah, I think he wants to, uh, but I, I mean, I think it's setting up for Ruben Owens to to be the number one back going into next. He'll have a chance if he's that if he's that good. Yeah, but, yeah right. For him to earn it, or him maybe even lose the spot for, at this point. But I think that you. It's I mean, not, there's so much other stuff you got to replace. I, I did like all these people. So some one of these Twitter accounts on like Louisville updates said, hearing like lots of players are going to transfer. I was like, oh, okay, man. Like yeah. everybody's here, and then all the people in the mentions, excuse me, <clears throat> all, people, all the people in the mentions were saying, like, I'm hearing it's Cooley and Amari Huggins Bruce, and then Amari Huggins Bruce's mom gets in there, and she's like, Who's telling you this? Because I haven't heard any of it. I was like, Well done. Maybe we, he doesn't talk to his mom though. I mean, we don't. Yeah, could be, but we, I, I needed that. I mean, we, we had, I mean, we have last year. We had probably what 10, 15 transfers last year. I mean, you're always going to. Like, yeah. You just got to make and sure you, that they're not may, the key You may ones. hear of only three or four of them, but yeah, you, you're right. The only ones you really hear are the. Your wide receivers, your skill position players, 
you've just got to make sure. You may mention the, the linebacker offensive lineman, but it's forgotten about with the quickness. The big thing to avoid, obviously, you, you want to, to keep your key contributors around, but you also can't have a single possession position get decimated by transfers, which is what happened with us at receiver. Like, we lost a couple of key guys. They just also happened to be at the same place, and we were losing some, some other guys anyway at receiver, and it became a tough thing. Like, if you lose three or four offensive line transfers, all of a sudden you're screwed, and you've got to go find a bunch of stopgap replacements. Like, that's what you have to avoid, I think, during the offseason. I mean, I mean everybody's going to lose 50 I mean, We only guys. had two good receivers, and they both left. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like going to the basketball team. Well, Withers and, uh, and James or, and Ellis are going to transfer. It's like, well, maybe screwed. Yeah, we're pretty much screwed, yeah. Texas, after these four games, I'm concerned that the Kenny Payne era is going to be why King Jones at Cal level bad. The oh. talent level of the team is not bad enough to lose these games. I, I agree with the second part. If we get to why King Jones level, then we're going to be, yeah. They did keep him after like a 2-31 season. I make drink on the air. I don't, we don't need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was that? Not it was recently. Why King? Yeah, that was right before the, the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. I wrote a story when I was doing college basketball stuff about how, breaking down all the numbers, how saying how Cal might be the worst power conference team of yeah, all time. Yeah, it was bad. And I, like, I broke down all the numbers, like the stats, like the, compared them to other past terrible teams. And right after I wrote the story, I had a thing of like being a, a curse for teams that I would like write positive things about. Right after I had the story, they beat the best team in the Pac-12, Washington. It was the only ranked team in the conference on the road. For their first league win, I was like, "It's the reverse curse." Now he, I know you said he came, he was either three years or two years. I think he lasted three. Couldn't remember if they gave him a third or not. They did. They may have fired him before the end of the third year. I mean, why did give a third to begin with? I mean, he was one of those guys. Like, and I like Viking. I still I'm sure do. He was a nice guy. When yeah. he got hired, I mean, I think everybody was like, "What are they doing?" He got. He only had two. Sixteen <laughs> total wins in two seasons. Eight wins both years. I was gonna say sixteen total wins. I was trying to figure out the math because I was like, I know he didn't win. Double digits, so yeah, eight and eight. Eight wins both seasons, last in the Pac-12 both years. Texas is on a scale of one to ten, ten being ready to fire him. Where are you on the KP scale of concern? If, if, is ten ready to fire? Yeah. I'm at two. I'm trying I'm to be patient. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not concerned. Like, th- th- this I mean, is... I'm concerned, but I'm not going to, I'm not anywhere near like this, we got to make a change now. I mean, come to me in January or February and see where I'm at, maybe, I mean, at that point I'm willing to, prematurely pull the trigger but i i know i've been saying right now i'm not going to judge him too harshly based on his first season for a long time i am trying very very hard to live up to that we're only two games in because what i've seen so far is bad again there's no you can say it it's bad it's been bad you should not be losing these games the effort level's bad the team doesn't seem to know much of what they're doing the recruiting hasn't been a home run like like we were hoping it was going to be as it just yet but the man's had the a, the NCA cloud. He didn't have a chance to recruit the twenty two class. Let's. I, I'm trying to be patient here, but I think you can you can say that and also admit that what we've seen so far has been not good. Let's just remember as much as we talk about Tino. Tino, his first year at Kentucky, taking over that team, lost by like eighty points to Kansas. They did. They also were pretty good, all things considered. Well, I mean, they also had a had some wins under their belt when that happened too. But yeah. they still lost like one hundred and sixty to eighty five or something. I think you know we would understand losing heavily to like Duke and Carolina. I think the the, the yeah, even it's a large margin. The the right state Bellarmine losses are not. Yeah, no, to, to just compare right state and Bellarmine to the can- yeah. who by the way nineteen ninety Kansas or ever been eighty nine Kansas was probably a top five team in the program. I mean that was yeah Walters Randall Donis Jordan it's pretty damn good. Donis Jordan getting head coaching job by the way. Shout out to Donis Jordan. 
Texas says, to add to your worst-case D.J. Wagner scenario, if we have to fire KP after two or three seasons, how many hours after the firing is Cal Perry tweeting our former coach with him in U.K. gear announced as a new staff member and the conspiracy theories that would follow for eternity? Yeah, you get conspiracy, but, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he did not from a job pretty quick. The double agent stuff would only just get ratcheted up. I know it would be. It would be a weird thing. It would be. Texas, do we actually have to talk about the Rice State game? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Texas, is it reasonable to expect to win any of the next two games, given that Brock will probably start due to Malik injuring his shoulder on his throwing arm? I think you can still beat NC State. Yeah, I mean, NC State's defense is solid, but listen, NC State doesn't have the, the Clemson front line. It's a backup QB versus a backup QB. I mean, they've talked. They, yeah. they brought it up during the broadcast at nauseum and for and for good reason. That I mean, that defensive line, they just. They manhandled us. Uh, Virginia Shooter is in custody, by the way. Good. Thank you, Text Line. Texas says... Uh, Virginia schools and shit. Didn't Vol Tech's the one that had the problem, too, back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Texas says the Kenny Payne era has just been being gaslit on the state of Louisville basketball. I don't know if that's that word used correctly. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure that part out, too. I don't think it gaslit. I think it's J-Town. <laughs> Gaslight Festival. Gaslight Festival. It's a weird. Texas Bobby Pettiford would have been cool here. Yeah, he's looking pretty good for he's Kansas. He's Kansas, right? Yeah. He's playing pretty well so far. Texas, the way the paint era has started has me has made me wish that we hired Mick Cronin. That's how bad no! it started. Are you not there? You're not there yet. No, God, no. Why do you hate Mick Cronin so much? I don't know why. Why, why does the bear hate the fish? Why, why does why, well, why does Mike hate Drew Carey? Why does hate Mike, Mike hate Drew Carey? We just do. I think <laughs> well, I've got an explanation. <laughs> hit on my wife. Maybe make hit on hit on somebody I knew. Me hit my mom. You said I was looking pretty good so far. <laughs> if you told me Mick Cronin hit on your mom, we would. If my if Mick Cronin hit my mom, I'd be happy. I'd probably like him. <laughs> I'd probably be like, dude, yeah, go for it. Texas, <laughs> the contrast between the way TK talks about the football team and the basketball teams is wild. This is the thing that the text line has the biggest problem with you about right now. How so? They think you're very critical of the football team, and you're not critical at all of the basketball team. Well, I would think it's I would dismiss the fact that I've been completely uncritical of the basketball team. I may be more leashed to the basketball team than I am the football team, but the basketball team has reason to have more leash than the football team at this point, does it not? I mean, we're talking about a brand new coaching staff four games in, opposed to a coach who's been there four years. Yeah, but we're six and four in football. We like haven't lost any terrible teams. And I've been very, very, very happy about the football team. Now I'm not admitting that that, that Brian Brown's defense had anything to do with it. It's all about Scott's D. But you know, it knows no bounds. Wait till you hear how he talks about the scripting of The Price Is Right and the scripting of wrestling. Oh, I can't wait. Start contrast. At least wrestling's entertaining. The Price Is Right scripting kind of pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> I thought Stark it made, contrast. And I don't know. PC me under the bus all you want. But when they put a dude out there oh as, one, as one of the beauties, oh, no. no. <laughs> all right, I don't want to see that. Oh, no. <laughs> Why'd you do this? I don't care, Internet. You can throw, you can woke me to death all you want on this one. I don't want to see some dude out there. It was like walking into a Abercrombie shop. It was just a what? Abercrombie store. Abercrombie? Abercrombie. I swear when he was talking about Will Shipley, he said Abercrombie. I swear. <laughs> he said he looks like he's, he's an Abercrombie I've never commercial. met a more interesting person. Texas flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to TJ and TK debates where Trevor would just dig in his heels on a bad take instead of taking a step back to understand your point. Don't take it personal, Mike. 
There's yeah. no reason not to foul, Trevor. Texas is Trevor. Is I'm not the one being as stubborn about it on this end. <laughs> you're being equally as stubborn. Ah, so you're admitting being stubborn too. Neither one of you have. I'm the, I'm like sitting here saying two plus two equals four, and you're saying no, it equals five. So yeah. Said, well, how do you know I'm not saying it equals four, and you're saying five? Because I've watched basketball. I do too. <laughs> I know math. Texas. I watch basketball too. Texas Trevor is showing maturity. Doesn't have to win right now. I mean, I want to win. Didn't care about winning. Trevor's so we've been saying about Trevor forever. <laughs> I don't care about winning. Texas, I haven't fully hit the panic button yet. Right safe right state is a tough second game for this team. They were a great against the spread team for my wallet last year. So we've had Bellerman, who's the worst possible team to play in game one. Right State is a tough second game team. Is App State a good third game team? I don't know anything about App State. I, I, I haven't had a chance to, to, to I, I did look in the uh, right before we played them, which made me new that this could be a tough game. They were a lot like Bellerman. Yeah. I mean, they, well, a lot like Bellerman, but actually a talented, more talented version. Agreed. I mean, smart, but talented, where Bellerman's kind of just smart. Uh, no offense, because we lost to you. So, I mean, don't don't get mad that I'm insulting your athletic ability. I would say <laughs> App State is a little bit – they're almost on level with, with Wright State. I'll say, I'll say a little bit worse than Wright State, but a little bit better than Bellarmine. Bellarmine's like the high school team that my, in Teen Wolf before Michael Jake Box became a Teen Wolf. <laughs> I mean, you've got a hit rate of like 15% with that reference for listeners right now. I think it was like the end of the movie Hoosiers. Okay. <laughs> no. and, and Wright State was kind of like that team, but with with Wolf Michael J. <laughs> TJ texted in. He said, "Did you all did you all get to talk DJ Wagner at all yet?" What happened with DJ? Something happened? I missed something. He said, I, "I do like this text though." He says, "Did you all talk DJ Wagner yet?" And then in parentheses, "Got to get in my smack talk before I lose custody of Little Howard." Oh, they're down bad <laughs> oh, over there. They're getting worried. Are they getting worried? Oh, that would be at least one perk bringing Little Howard over here. Here's the bad thing. That's going to be on video, by the way. We're going to video. Like, it's going to be like chariots of fire going on over this. This place. is how damn down bad I am when it comes to the UK rivalry right now. Like they lost to, to Vanderbilt, and I'm still like not letting myself I, get my hopes up. Neither am I. Because again, like last year, everyone was like, "How can we be scared? Like, look at the look at the stats. Look at the way the teams have played. Look at how UK is. Like, we should have no fear. Of this we should win this game." And I'm like, I watched the last two UK games. Yeah. I'm going to need to see it before I believe it. And then it was worse than any of our worst fears. So guess what? I, I'm not doing it this year. Yeah, I played that game last year where their schedule's not as good as ours, and they didn't play as impressively against some teams that we we're just as good as, and yada yada. No, I'm 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 not. They're I, going to have to show us on the field. Wasn't Will Levis two for ten for 18 yards in the second half on Saturday? He'll be ten for ten for 212 and three touchdowns against us. They're they're, they're going to bring back the Will Levis design runs Skangrel- only for the Louisville game. Skangrel is going to save his job. I'm telling you, I am, and here's another movie reference. I'm Randy Quaid, Major League Two, all the way to the end with this game. If they put up 70, do you think? Until I see Rick Vaughn walking in a damn tunnel yeah. in a leather jacket, I am not changing my mind. I'm if they put up to. 70, would Rich Gangrello keep his job, or is he pretty much gone? Did you say Gangrel? Gangrel. I know, every time he says that, I think Gangrel. I think Gangrel? What? <laughs> What's his name, guys? It's the name, guy. Everybody's asking name. if we've seen the new line. the video that Cal Perry just posted. No, I have. I, have I saw. I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't. I didn't yeah, click we'll have to watch it, it during yeah. the break. Um, all right, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, that we'll take a break. Yeah, yeah. we'll watch that video. We'll react to the Cal Perry video. We'll take more of your text. We'll get ready for Monday Night Football as well. Before we yeah, leave, baby, Monday Night Eagles. Got the jersey on. Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown. When I think green, I think Eagles. I think success. 
I think money. Yeah. I think, I think Bankers Trust. I think First Bankers Trust. Yeah. Go to firstbankerstrust.com to find out how First Bankers Trust is going to work with you individually to help you meet all your financial goals. At First Bankers Trust, they offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. They have an experienced portfolio management team that provides in-depth insight into their investment philosophy, the economy, and relevant industry trends. For more information, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Making money, doubling that money, not losing the right state, beating Clemson, not losing to Vanderbilt. It all starts with one word, trust, First Bankers Trust, firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of the show is up next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on The Big X. I like the way you've been it's building. Gonna be all right. I like that you started Gloom and Doom. You built it up to a little bit more upbeat Doom and Gloom, and then the last hour has been hopeful. It's been chip. I'm t- it's I'm not the way the show is gone. No, we're turning. But, <laughs> but you've tried. No, because this is me. Like you're right. The first, the, I granted the first song. I gave credit to, to Patrick. He actually picked the song. Well done, Patrick. Uh, That's was, not by the way a little love for Patrick. And it was because Patrick's killing it today. Bravo, so. bravo. And, and he, and well, I didn't know the song. It matched perfectly with what I was going through. The first. Two hours of the show was going to be sadness, and you know, I'm oh woe is me. We broken up, and now and then, now we're going through the five stages of grief, as we talked about the other day, or whatever it was. Now it's cheeriness. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Everything's going to be okay. We also, and this is, uh, I apologize for saying this right after you gave that little spiel. We also adding to the 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 rough sports weekend here locally. We had Lou City losing in the USL Championship Cup oh, last night, yeah. three to one, pretty handily. Yeah, they, that was I, rough. I, I, was, I was like kind of excited about it. Got the old scarf signed by yeah. JOC about. I was ready to you know rock, watch Lou City get into it, and then boom, 
it was a uh, got got ugly pretty. Quick. I got excited to watch it, and I was watching, and they, man, that this San Antonio team looked like they just had their number the first half. Like even when it was still zero zero, it could have been like three nothing. They missed the PK. They yeah, hit yeah. The post on another shot. And yeah. Then, uh, so and then halftime, actually, I turned it. And I kind of forgot about it, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't wasn't sure. I assumed that Louisville lost since I had not seen anything on social media. Three to one was the final. Yeah, that's yeah. that our first finals lost, isn't it? I think they've won the last two times they've been in the cup final. Yeah. Yeah, because they've, so they've had two champions. Then uh, we had lost back to back Eastern Conference to Tampa yeah. and got that yeah. uh, over that hump finally. But I wish we'd gotten to host it. I did. But it was, you know, Good crowd they were the best Antonio, team in the West. Though. We were the best team in the East. Yeah, they're, they're actually the guy who I used to work on the site with. UofL is my hot on. If you remember, he still has the Twitter account. He used to help me with Card Chronicle. You what? His name is Uvel's my hot hot. Uvel hot hot. Oh yeah, he, he used to follow me. Yeah, he is lives in San Antonio now. He was an army guy, uh, traveled around the world, ended up in San Antonio, and he's like a diehard San Antonio fan. So he's like posting all these videos on his Instagram of the game last time. I'm like Benedict, come on. <laughs> well, first of all, if his name's Benedict, you should be shocked. Well, no, his name bleeping traitor. Oh, I thought you said it was really his name. No, it's not his name. His name is Jeremy. <laughs> okay. I was really his name for a minute. I'm like, really? Yeah, I was, uh, I was upset. Oh, how that. perfect would that be? I watched the John Calipari video during the break. Um, it made me throw up the way I was expecting it to. It's it's him talking about the Michigan State game, but then he turns around slowly and he's wearing an Aaron and DJ and Justin and Reed and Rob t-shirt that he had ready for today. It's his new recruiting class. Right when I started to get to the point, <laughs> I mean, to say that. right when I started to get to the point where I'm like, you know, Cal's not. I don't know if it's the losing or if he's like. I like some of the off-the-court stuff he's been doing, or I'm just getting older. His face isn't quite as punchable as it used to be. Then he goes and does something like this. And I'm like, you know what? I'd give every penny I own to punch that face. I'd be willing to lose weight just so I could get enough vertical leap to drop kick him. <laughs> Pole vault on the way down? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right on top of him. Like, I, my goal is, like, what, what, what caused you to lose weight? Was, was it love? Sort of. Was it, what, were you just inspiring for health? Not really. What do you want to do? I want to be able to give an actual vertical two-foot drop kick to the face of John Calipari. So it inspired me. It's what inspired me. I, there are worse reasons. You think if to I told him that story and showed him before and after picture? Because to me, to, for the record, for me to be able to do a vertical drop kick, I mean, I'm talking about getting like down to your all's weight. We have to go back to Troy and tell me, hey, you remember that health clinic that you said would Trevor be interested in? Guess what? He's in. I'm gonna walk in there like and I'm gonna look at me like the uh, the one the one woman in Forty O Virgin looked at Steve Carell before she waxed him. <laughs> Cancel all my appointments. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. There's no way we can get to all these texts that you guys have been loading up, and it's you expect it on a Monday after a, a rough weekend. You expect it on a Monday after a really good weekend. Hopefully, we can find one of those well, rough some weekend point soon. and rough Monday because of DJ. I mean, it was yeah, just... rough Monday overall. Although the DJ thing, we knew was coming. Doesn't matter if you didn't. God love you. I mean, we kind of knew we were going to lose the football game. Probably we should have at least. But yeah, some of us. Texture says, "Do either of you have a go-to food or dinner after a tough basketball loss? What'd you go with this this weekend to ease your pain? Uh, what did I eat Saturday night? I went with uh, I went out back." Outback, a little seafood, surf and turf, yeah. That is that's big for you. You like yeah, Outback? I do. I was, even though they didn't bring it to the right house. Oh, that's happened to me before. I, it's the first time I ever had happen. I went to go and I was like, it's not there. I'm like looking around thinking someone stole my food. And I look, I'm like, they sent me a picture. It's there. And I looked, and I was like, that's a red door. I don't have a red mm-mm, door. Mm-mm. Turned out it was three houses down. Oh. It sounds like a start to a horror movie. I'm seriously walking down the street, and the guy's starting to walk down his driveway going, I think I got your food. I'm like, 
<laughs> just lost five stars, buddy. I'm like, yeah, I wish I could take some of that tip back. <laughs> it blows me away that a team that will uh, that was as bad as we were last year comes out the first two games this year and barely looks like they're trying. It's been the biggest surprise to me. Like I, I expected it to be not great. I expected the, a win, at least one of these two games. I, I mean, well, of course, I did, yeah. I did too. But I expected the product to still be like, I don't think we're going to the tournament. I, I think we're still going to be like a 12, 13, 14 win team. But I definitely expected the effort level to be light years ahead of where it was last season, and that just hasn't been the case yet. And by the way, to answer that previous texture's question, lots and lots of devil's lettuce. Yeah, that's, that's my go-to there food. Go. Anything with a, with a ton of potpourri on it. Uh, Texas, what do we think about Nolan Smith getting into it with fans on Twitter? Um, Was he? Texas, what is what is Nolan Smith doing on Twitter? You gotta get thicker skin, my guy. Uh, yeah, have you seen I, this? I, He's no, but I, I don't have to see it. I can. T- I agree with the texture. You can't be doing that, Nolan Smith. Somebody said something. Somebody said go get a guard in his replies, and he said go get a life. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's you still. I, even though as lame as that response is, you still don't need to be doing it. That's just. And the dude, his, no reason to bring his wife's been level. getting into it with fans for a while, which I and, I kind of like her responses, but at the same time, I'm like, let's you know. I just don't like the that. best the, the best route to go right now is just to ignore. And the, ignore. If you want to th- thump your chest after we come back and we start winning down the line, whether it's this season or a season from now, that's fine. But right now. I mean, should fans be acting like that? Of course not. But you've got to expect at a place like Louisville, you're going to have some pissed off people when you have, again, the worst start in any of our lifetimes. It's, again, I'm not excusing the fans who are tweeting at him, but you just have to ignore it. You know what I mean? I've gotten a billion tweets from angry UK fans today. I've only told one of them uh, or implied that one of them is a sexual offender. And that, that, you know, yeah, I don't feel bad about that one, but the other ones have just kind of you know, shrugged it off. And I've, I'm not a public person. Uh, is it Derek Smith or his wife want, wants to, to, to boast or, or complain on Twitter? So that's fine. I just don't think – I don't find it any – I think there's nothing good in replying to people who's replying to you. That's a good way to put it. I think I mean, the worst part about it is the account that he's replying to is uh, – the profile picture is C.J. Stroud photoshopped in a Panthers jersey, and the account is called Stroud for Carolina Season. And he has two followers. <laughs> Maybe just let that guy go. Maybe just let that guy do his thing. I mean, Maybe he does need to go get a life. I'm just saying. I mean, you got two followers, dude. Just get rid of Twitter and just text your friends. Because that's the only people that are following you anyway. Yeah, some guy. Just, a, just get in a text thread and get and just let it go, man. One of the Clemson fans who was tweeting, like the only time I broke character because I do the whole I'm trolling Clemson fans, like I don't, you know, what's going on. And the one guy was like, "How many wins do you have against Clemson right now?" And it was a guy with zero followers, and so I had to be like the same, same amount of <laughs> followers as you have. He's like, "Well done." I'm like, "Say we're thanks. we're allowed to talk back, but if you're your coach, you're the coach's wife, and I'm no, you can say that's not fair. I should be able to defend myself, whatever you want to." Then don't get mad when you're ridiculed for your defense. You just just let it go, man. Just just don't don't respond. There's nothing good can come from it. Texas says, is the real red wave cardination in masses pushing for a 128 team bracket approval? <laughs> I don't know if we'd make it right now. I was thinking that too. Is that bad? I'll say the same thing. I mean, right now we definitely we would. Make, yeah, where where are we technically ranked? Like 300s. Uh, the net rankings are not out. Ken Palm has this at 113. Ken Palm! So we're in! <laughs> yeah! I don't know how the at-large bids would, would work out, but I assume we'd, we'd probably be close to being there. Another reason for you to love Ken Palm. 113. 113. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever 114 is. It is the lowest we've ever been ranked at any point in time in the Ken Palm era. Which goes back to what, uh, Bettina first year? Yes, correct. Yeah. 114 is Colgate. Suck it a Donald Foyle. 112 is Nebraska. We're right behind Nebraska ball. Does <laughs> Tim Clewis? Or whatever his name is, no, Tim Miles. Tim Miles, no. Tim Clues was Iona. They've got to put Hoiberg, dude. Tim Clues was Iona. Is he still there? Hoiberg's still there. Is he? 
It's maybe the last year, but he's still yeah, I was gonna say, he hasn't done too well there. No, I remember yeah. right, yeah. Terry says, Kenny should have told Imani to come and bring the gun with you. Okay, guys, come on. <laughs> that talk, if Imani Bates keeps playing like this, that talk is going to be a thing this season. Like, should have taken him. When the reality is, and I'm I'm not saying we shouldn't have taken him. My stance the entire time was he's a risk, but he's worth the risk. You and I both having said that. Yeah. He, but if we had had him when that story breaks about him getting arrested, you know it plays differently than it did with him getting arrested at Eastern Michigan. It becomes just another... Louisville renegade program. What are they doing? Like all that stuff. Like we get painted totally differently and it puts Kenny Payne in an awkward position. Now who's to say maybe it wouldn't have happened if he'd come here, if he'd, if he'd already been a member of the program, but I know you see what I'm saying. You bring money Bates to Louisville and we're a better team. I mean, just by just sheer, the fact you're adding someone with talent to the roster, you're a better team, but I kind of get where like if you're Kenny Payne with the whole, what he's talked about with culture, if you do bring in Bates, you're kind of selling out a little bit to the point where I don't I don't want to be Memphis. Or I don't want to be one of those schools that's going to just get into one and dones. They're going to use me and bounce, and I'm really just still just hovering around you know 20 wins or something. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I don't I don't want to be that school, and I kind of see. I feel like if we brought it, I and mean, no offense to EMU because they have they can be that school. I mean they're EMU, but like if I feel like if we brought in Bates, that kind of what we'd be going towards, and I. I don't, I don't want to be that. Texas says, does Mike have a backup plan on how to troll Clemson fans if Twitter goes away? Um, yeah, true social. <laughs> I assume that's where most Clemson fans are. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that the... Is that the is <laughs> sorry. Is the farm, farmers only, though? Okay. No, true uh, social is, is the, is the Trump the, platform. The Trump platform, yeah. yeah. I thought it was called something else. No, that's, it's, that's where they that's are. That's the one Kanye bought? Uh, I think so. I think that's okay. what, oh, that was the plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll head over there. I'll make an account. <laughs> Start tweeting about them courts. Do they kick you out if, you're, if you're, like, you're like like democratically woke if I refuse, on there? If I have to be like hashtag blue wave or something? Yeah, if you go in there and like do, the same, do they throw you out? I wonder if they throw you out. I mean, I'll, I'll put red wave in there if I can <laughs> if I can keep doing the joke <laughs> in two years. Texas says, Trevor, you should want to lose weight just to be an overall functioning human being, not to be able to hurt Cal. First of all, he functions I'm, I'm fine. Fun, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, let's play fast loose the word fine. Maybe. He functions. I'm function, yeah. I do need a new mattress, man. This back thing is really killing me. Texas, I'm currently driving back from San Antonio. We lost our last finals appearance as well in 2019. I oh, did we? Okay. For some reason, I was thinking that was it. I thought we were undefeated in the finals, so I couldn't remember. I do, actually, now that, now that he says that, I do remember, because I did the same thing where I was, like, getting all hyped up, like, here, and then it, they lost. Not like to this is like a backwards brag, but like, like every year they've been a team, they've been at least to the semifinals. I know we've been to so many finals. How much to remember if we won or lost any of them? I mean, Texas, I'm concerned that Patrick's airtime is going straight to um, intern Mitch's head. It's going to be just like I, when I preferred early career Mitch. Who's Mitch? Did we have an intern Mitch? We never had an intern Mitch. Did I have an intern Mitch on a different show? <laughs> I've got no idea. Unlike you, I remember all we my never had interns. It. I don't think we've ever had interns. Because at 790, we, they, they had a thing where like they wouldn't have interns if you didn't pay them. So they just didn't have interns, uh, which we do not have that, that plan here, apparently. Wait a minute. So you didn't have, if you didn't pay them, you didn't get an intern? Like we, we, they wouldn't hire interns because they were like, we don't hire people that we're not going to pay. And so um, they weren't going to pay interns, so they just didn't hire interns. We, we have the completely different philosophy yeah. here at this, this station. Like, we'll hire you, just not pay you. Uh, We've Texas, had multiple. Our interns have gone to good things. Jack Grossman's doing great things over at 680. He was here? Intern. Yeah, he was an intern with me and uh, TJ. Nice. For over almost a year while he was still in high school. Uh, Jacob Hook, who's doing some TV stuff now in, uh, out in, in eastern Kentucky. We've had some decent uh, interns here. 
Oh man, Kent Taylor just announced that this is the last day at Wave. No. Wow. Or his last day will be Wednesday, November thirtieth. He's going moving? No, I know. I know his wife Connie stepped away last month, and she took a PR job here in town that she seems really excited about. Uh, but Kent's the best man. He is. He, I've said this before. Like people are always like, you know, what are the media dudes like behind closed doors? And you can say certain things. If anybody asks me who's like the most genuinely funny, like Kent is hilarious. Yeah. He he's very dry. He's very sarcastic. He speaks directly to my heart. He's got a, a very witty sense of humor. Like he is he's a hysterical dude. One of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet too. Um, so I'm, he says he wants to spend some time with his family, coach his daughter's basketball team, and he's excited for new opportunities. Congrats to him. Good like, for him. Good move. Um, Texter says. I miss him though. He's a good guy. That guy who was talking about being gaslit says it means we're being told that things are better than what we see ourselves and accused of being the wrong ones. Yeah, I mean, I think some people are doing that. But also, we don't exactly know. The picture's still murky. We're two games into this thing. It looks bad for sure, but maybe it's maybe we look back two months from now and say, hey, it wasn't great, but we didn't go 5-25 and, and 25 like it looked like we might. Although... Maybe we look back in two months and we we have five wins. Important to be if, if it is know. still a bad year. Like this team doesn't have the internal explosion like it did last year. Like we could even if we're like underachieving and falling short, which I don't want to happen. Look how much the bar is being lowered. I know. Just don't I know. fight each other after games, and we're going to be I happy mean, with the season. You got to crawl before you can walk, right? <laughs> We I went mean, from being, hey, I'd love to be in the tournament. Hey, I'd love to be in the mix on uh, NCAA Selection Sunday. Hey, just play hard. Hey, if they just don't fight each other, we're going to be okay. <laughs> That'll be a nice sign of progress to me. <laughs> Good God. That's more level we're at, man. I just uh, don't want to beat each other up. Texas, God knows we can't have that much energy. I'm watching them on the court. Put half that energy into the, the game. We're going to win. It'd be, it'd, they use it all fighting each other after last This is my second Major League Two reference. It's like the doubleheader where they all started fighting each other and Harry Dole woke up drunk, he, you know, trying to call you. Like, Willie May, he's trying to hit Vaughn. Why not? Everyone else in the league does. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says if Payne is terminated without cause, it starts at $10 million during the first year of his contract and decreases by $2 million each year with the exception of year five to six when it decreases by $1 million. We don't need to have Sort of going winless. He's not getting fired. Winless and getting caught in an affair, I don't think he's getting fired. No should he. Yeah. You have to at least give him two years. Exactly. At least. Uh, Texas Wiley said, Jones got two years. Name Joaquin. Yeah, Gillespie got two. Gillespie got two, yeah. Was SEC Coach of the Year in one. Yeah. <laughs> Highest hit rate in SEC Coach of the Year uh, percentage in, in Kentucky history. Of course, David Scott should have gotten two, or David should have got two. Texas said Josh Hurd should have hovercrafted down from the sky and gone Green Goblin on these ACC refs. I would have been fine if he got himself tossed. At that point, I was like, yeah, we're not going to win anyway. Just get, get thrown out. Yeah, I mean, it make, did make news, right? Texas, I cannot stand the Kenny Payne laughing after losing press conferences. This was a picture of him the second he sat down. I know it shouldn't bother me, but I can't stand his smiles after horrible losses. Uh, I, but you can hear frustration in his voice if you watch it. I think that's just his mannerism. Some people are like that. I, I've i been accused of making jokes when I'm in awkward situations. I think it's his mannerisms, too, and I... I've said it before. I wish I didn't. I wish I could just like shrug it off because I think it is probably a small thing and it's yeah. not. He's not intentional. But it, when I see it, it does bother me. Because I, I get to smile, but when you li- he's smiling on his face. But you listen to his words. I mean, well, he's not happy. He's clearly not happy, and you know he's. And, and while he's not, I mean, he's a soft-spoken guy, so he's not one that's probably going to just explode at, at this point yet. But you never know. I just I think that's just who he is. But I do see. I I, I get where the text is coming from. I, mean, I could see it being bothersome. Texas says, uh, for a guy who wants that gone at all costs, Trevor sure seems to be a KP soldier. I was 
hanging on to sat probably longer than most of you other people were. So I promise you that I was I was pro sat going into last going into the uh, last season. You also said you need everybody to be on the same page as you. You said everybody's finally coming around to Trevor's page after the Boston College game. <laughs> well, everybody should be on. Remember my page. that show. No, I don't. The boss calls this year? Yeah, when we're like, we're like it's done, like, finally, everybody's on my well, own. I was more years. Brian Brown. <laughs> I still don't know how he has a job. Okay. Texas says, uh, losing by 20 goes uh, goes on to blame the players. We lost this game because of Kenny Payne's decisions. It, I mean, nobody, it, it wasn't just Kenny Payne. It certainly, he deserves his fair share of the blame. The coach always does when you lose a game like that. The players, could have definitely done more. No, I blame it being on streaming and not being available to watch on cable is what I blame. Are you blaming Kent Taylor now? I mean, the guy just stepped down from Wave and you're blaming him for loss. No, I liked Kent. And Larry Kent. O'Bannon on the call. I liked Kent. I mean, he did. A, he carried that broadcast as best he could, buddy. Larry, you dressed nice. Texas says probably can't. I can't read that. You're right. Texas <laughs> even tells you you're not going to be able to read this. He's like, I know you won't read this because you can't, but here it is anyway. I mean, every text that I'm seeing now is just some variation of... Making of, fun of me? No, the basketball team uh, sucks and I'm mad about it. Which I, I agree. We're, we're not happy. Nobody's happy. I mean, I'm not happy either. I'm just, I'm, I'm attempting to be positive, but I'm not happy. I'm not either. Uh, you get, you, you've been holding on. You, you've been keeping your Eagles phantom inside. You get the jersey on. You're excited about tonight. Monday night football. Jersey. I got, I got pajamas, underwear. You, yeah, you get the PJs on. Eagles, yeah. You're excited. Give me your spiel. How confident are you tonight? How's this thing go? Uh, very confident. A little, little less confident than because of the, the domination that we put on him last time we played him. Because Hinky's probably a little better quarterback than Wentz is at this point in their careers. Which is sad, but uh, very confident. Uh, what is the line tonight? I've got no idea. You don't either. You don't know what it is. Uh, uh, Patrick, you want to be a good intern? Look it up. I'll say uh, Louisville. I mean Louisville. Eagles do win tonight. Eagles minus eleven. Ooh. Take the Eagles, take the, take the uh, I almost said a bad word, uh, take Washington in the, uh, in the points. This is it opened at minus three. That must have been a while ago. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm going to keep my, the tradition of me being somehow higher on the Eagles than you alive. Eagles win. They cover. They don't cover big time, but they, they win by two touchdowns tonight. It's in Philly tonight, isn't it? Yes. Correct. The weird thing was last time we played them, we scored 24 unanswered in the second quarter, and we didn't score again the rest of the game. Weather's not too bad. It says it's 47 degrees. We ended up well, 24. Here's hoping that you join me as NFL fans that won games this weekend because, you know, Lions just taking care of You know what's going to happen, what we right? Do. We're I, screwing I, I, ourselves out of the top. I already predicted this, and y'all can write it down. What's going to happen is the Super Bowl is going to be in, in Phoenix. That's nonetheless. But it's going to be undefeated Philly going to the Super Bowl to meet the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl. So the Dolphins, the last undefeated, trying to stop us from being that goal. Meanwhile, you've got Tua versus the man who he took his job at Alabama, Jalen Hurts. No, mother, I don't mother think of so. God. The great storyline. No, I don't think so. It's going to happen. It's going to make that. No, you, you never no. play football team, Patrick? The Packers. Oh, oh, sorry about that. I wouldn't be saying I was, was, was kind of playing a long game because nobody ever asked me and I never had anything to puff my chest about. I know, I was going to say. I was playing a long game hoping they take out the Eagles in two weeks. I was going to come in here with the oh. Jair Alexander and a cheese head on. I was kind of playing that game, but we've I've be, been I, think, out I think we've beaten like the Packers three straight yeah. times. All right, so. enough NFL talk. Go Eagles tonight for, for TK's sake. Let's you get, two in a row. You should be wanting to talk more NFL now. Well, we got, I'm, Packers I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to talk. I'm saying the show's over. We got 14.4th quarter comeback. <laughs> 
You beat Mike McCarthy. Everyone say a prayer for me tonight. The kids. Love you guys. Go cards. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three. I'll be able to run ten. <laughs> 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 <laughs>